was back when we were a little tougher on each other. Now it's like Dawn texted me and says, I have a sniffle. Like, text Brandon, best of show. Anybody. I particularly like the uh, tang from the Poon province. Yes. And Dawn. Cobbler is cobbler. Listen. It is not a pie. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. We got this email, rad at radradio.com. It is from August. Hey, August. It wasn't written back in August. The, oh, yeah, the person okay. writing is named Thank you for August. clarifying. Oh. Uh, and I, I, I do not want to go back to Glasses Gate, which was before our holiday break when we were all wondering about my reading glasses and why they look different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to clarify, if you're watching us on Rad TV at, at members.radradio.com or, or you haven't heard before I read August's email, uh, yes, I, I have reading glasses. Dawn has reading glasses. As she reported for years uh, while she was dealing with them, it, it, for like 95% of us, when we get into our, at certain point, whatever, you know, middle age or whatever, it's different for everyone, you, you're going to need some help with reading. Now, Ugh. they have made some advancements, and uh, they, can do, they can do a form of LASIK surgery if you're a candidate mm-hmm. uh, and, and take care of, to where you wouldn't need glasses to, to read. Um, in, in, in my case, I had to give up a different form of vision to get rid of the reading glasses to kind of keep it. It's like, well, okay, Rob, we can make it so you don't need reading glasses, but when you're driving, the distances are going to be off, not harder at night. And I'm like, yep, you got to figure it's worth it. Yeah, big deal. I'll, re- I'll wear reading glasses. Um, Although they are a pain. They are. It's a pain in the ass. And, and you must have a pair everywhere you think you'll ever be. All true. And I do know, and I do know this is why I, you know, again, I, I we don't want to go back down the road too far. For, I don't know what, three or four years, Dawn needed them, and, and I kept making fun of her, and she kept insisting that I would need them. Oh, and, and, yeah, it's going to happen. And, and I, I was just lucky to get a few extra years, years out of it. But while Dawn yeah. was telling us about it, I'm like, okay, shut up. You sound like an old woman. <laughs> She's completely right. This is the reality uh, of it. You, you lose them. You misplace them. You, you, you make the mistake of walking in the room, wearing them. You take them off. You go to the room. You're like, oh, damn it. But, but I, I say all of that because you get LASIK surgery for regular old LASIK like I did back in the year 2000 has nothing to do with whether or not your 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 eyesight is going to diminish no, later on in I life. No. I have 20/20 vision still. And and I I was told that by Dr. Reed of Griffin Reed Eye Care when when he did my LASIK surgery. Uh but but so let's go back in time. You know, I I just just regular old has nothing to do with reading. I'm like 22, 23 years old or so and I I oh, my you're a puppy. and I start needing glasses just to see, not to read, just oh, to see and then I start I wear I wore contacts all through my 20s. Which is awful. Uh, it's such a pain in the ass. You fall asleep with them in by accident, and they're all sandpapery. I just never heard good stories about it's, them. It's awful. <laughs> just just reading, needing glasses in general is awful. And finally, I found Griffin Reed Eye Care Center, and they they gave me regular old good old LASIK surgery. And then I had I had I, I still have as Dominic, I have better than twenty twenty vision, and I had twenty five years of bliss of, of of just oh my god, I don't need glasses for for anything. So that's. The, the context of what August is writing about, uh, she says, or he says, I just wanted to email to say thank you for talking about Griffin and Reed Eye Care and LASIK Eye Surgery. I've worn glasses, then contacts, since I was a kid. Oh. Because of your amazing show and all the information you have given about LASIK, especially Griffin and Reed Eye Care, I finally booked an appointment to see Woo-hoo. if I was a candidate for LASIK, and I was. Yay, because they're the best. A couple weeks later, scheduled my appointment for my surgery, and I am so grateful to everyone on Rad Radio for telling me about Griffin and Reed. I don't need glasses anymore. 
Woot, woot, oh. good and for you. I'm still getting used to not wearing contacts or reaching for my glasses as soon as I wake up. It's amazing. I can see. Uh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for everything yay. you do. Thank you very much. Dr. Mabuti was amazing and her entire team made the entire experience. Oh, freedom. Fantastic. Yeah, I never met Dr. Griffin. Uh, Dr. Reed did my surgery. He uh, retired a few years ago. Oh, my gosh, I loved him. They have turned it over to an amazing team there uh, now, and I, I still remember that 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 moment of not being able to see just in general when you wake up and then the first time i woke up after the surgery and everything is crystal clear Ugh. and everything stays crystal clear it's 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 one of the very few things in life i will acknowledge you don't really understand until you experience it, until you go through it. I thought y'all were drama mamas because I never dealt with that when I was young. This might be a little too inside baseball. Do you keep in touch with Dr. Reed at I all? I do. I do occasionally uh, via text. He's off uh, retired. Uh, last I heard, he was uh, golfing uh, uh, his life away. And, oh, and, good. And, and, as he should. Uh, as yes. he should. Uh, I talked well, to him. He's the neatest man. So nice. Yeah, I, I think I, I actually talked uh. to him probably over a year ago, but we still text now and then. Cool. Oh. So do you guys know if they will replace your sunglasses, lenses? Because I have some Maui gyms, and they got scratched up pretty bad in my uh, center console of my car, and I don't want to have to I mean, toss them out or anything. And I know I can get them replaced. I'd just rather go somewhere that's trusted. They've got, I mean, they, they do have a big optical department uh, 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 in both of their locations, but the Fulton location is the big one. Um, and we should probably, you know, we, we can reach out, email, text them. I, I, they're not, like, big on – I don't think they specialize in, in, like, lens replacement stuff. Yeah. But they do have a whole bunch of glasses selections and things like that. They're just great people. Everybody should just they reach have out. Nice to them. sunglasses there and readers. My <laughs> first reader, and, and and then I outgrew them because meaning my eyes needed more. And now I just get like two buckle, you know, whenever it reads like, oh, here's your prescription. Uh, and, but my first ones were Prada. And I was like, oh, these are fancy oh, yeah. readers. But. For me, I personally am not going to have a set of Prada everywhere I ever need glasses. Right. That would be way too many. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, even even me. Get a pack of 10 readers, no. you know? Even I. For like <laughs> I have two pair of, of high-end designer ones, and everything else is pharmacy stuff. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, now, I bring all this up I bring because I was, I was thinking, too, because about the, like, the most annoying type of doctor to live with. And, and of course, you know, I don't know if, if a gynecologist oh. might be up there for women. No, I know exactly. Because I do, too. I, I know what my answer is after I thought about it, unless I didn't think uh, of all of them. Because I think they're doctors, right? Like psychiatrists, psychologists. Okay. Psychiatrists or doctors. I, I, my God, yeah. they're going to be analyzing oh. you all the time. You know why you're probably feeling. I just mm. want to feel this way Ooh. for five minutes. Don't tell me why. Who cares why? Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I lived with that. Well, I didn't. She visited a little bit, a child psychologist, and it, it was rough, especially when uh, I played violent video <gasps> games. It was, it was oh, quite the talking to. Okay. Oh, Kyle, I like that one even better, you want, especially if you have mm. children together, because they will always think they know what's better for the kid, and you feel like you'll never have a say. That would be annoying. I can't I can't oh. say that's a, that's a wrong answer. That's that's yeah, that's a, that's wool. The, I didn't it, for some reason I didn't even think of that, and maybe it's because now that we're talking it through, I, I'm I'm married to a behavioral specialist as who was a a trained interrogator. Oh God! So I know what it's like to live with somebody who is constantly <laughs> judging and evaluating your body movements, your body language. Does she ever sit you at a table with a light on your? 
that's right above you. It was weird. I was more. I was. I was laying down. There was a bucket of water. Oh no! Oh yeah. I, 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 and for what for whatever reason, I I just gave oh, in. That's great. I, I, don't, I don't remember what the uh, what oh, the. Uh, it's, so the one the one that I came up with, and again, I'm not saying psychologist is wrong because that's that's pretty or psychiatrist, was because of the way it would affect your day to day life, assuming that they are acting out what they should be in their profession is an infectious disease doctor. Uh, now, I'm not talking about like, because this became a term big time with COVID. I'm not talking like about the Fauci's of the world necessarily. But within that whole realm, they're so obsessed with germs. And and and, and the reason I bring this up is because I agreed when I saw this, this article that a bunch of infectious disease doctors, you know, fun people like Johns Hopkins came out and they put out an article online about the 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 worst hygiene habits that are most common in America. So these are the things you should be doing to stay clean. As I'm going through the list, of course, I'm yeah. going, I don't do any of this stuff. And it I'm, would and, be exhausting. I'm thinking, with. oh, my God. Like, do they make their families do all this stuff? Not only would they be exhausting to live with, having to go to their conventions with them would be awful. Oh, God. Or their Christmas yeah. parties or oh. anything. Oh, yeah, no. Uh. <laughs> well, you, they're an infectious disease doctor. You get a Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. honey. <laughs> because the, oh my God, we can't bring you around my my associates, my colleagues. I guess it'd be kind of oh, cool though man. if you didn't like going to your job. You can always get sick notes. True. Oh, You'd be like, yeah. oh, I've got this weird infectious <laughs> disease, honey. Can well, you write me a note? Yeah, but but a real infectious disease doctor. Would be, uh, no, no, I, I cannot do that because that would indicate that there is a pathogen loose, and there is not. Uh. And, and and people would change. Oh, that's I, so fun. Exactly. That's my point. I, it is hard to imagine a group of people that put out this article are any fun at all. So here are here are the now look. It's, I, I I wonder at what point Dawn will go. Yes, yes, I do that. <laughs> I don't think I do any of these. I only browsed over it. Do you do any kind of hygiene other than shower occasionally, I guess? Uh, brush my teeth <laughs> okay. at least once you a day. You deodorant on? Always. Always okay. deodorant. Okay, that's yeah. good. He's always. A, I like that. Rob's a clean guy. How um, often? How? Okay, we've talked about your underwear. Yeah. That you wear them more than once and you turn them inside out, all of that. What about socks? How, how, how many times are you prone to wear the same pair of socks? Oh, uh, I can do socks twice because it, it's kind oh, of I'm a... surprise. Well, there, there's, okay. a, there's a process there, right? I, I get home and, and, and I, get, I, I get undressed into my house clothes. So if this, so like, like, let's say today is an entirely new outfit, right? Yeah. Okay, so the, the sweatshirt goes goes back in the, either to the dry cleaner or in the pile. I mean, sweatshirts you can wear multiple times, depending, right? Um, and then um, jeans, same thing, you know, depending. So the, the underwear and the socks would come off this afternoon when I'm getting to my house clothes. And if this is a fresh new outfit, they can, they can be worn again tomorrow morning. They're going to sit out overnight. I'm going to put on another fresh pair, and then the rotation continues. Uh, I don't know okay. if that made sense, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. The and old... in socks, it's like once they're crusty, you throw them out. Oh you throw God. them in the laundry yeah. pile. Yeah, they start getting crusty after two uses. Yeah, if it's, uh, yeah or, or even one if it's a sweaty day for some reason. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like if, you, if, I, if I peel off my socks and they're wet, or even moist. Yeah, they'll just go right in there. I have PTSD from one summer where I wore these old vans, and there must have been something inside it, like some sort of germ or something, because I, I wore new socks every time, but after a couple of weeks, it got so hot, my feet got so sweaty, I ended up getting blisters all oh. over the bottoms of my feet. It was oh, almost like chicken pox right. at, the, oh. at the bottom oh. of the feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was awful. Oh, and I love putting on new socks. Like, you're talking about going home, and you're wearing your, mm. your home wear afterwards. 
I do the same thing. I usually wear slippers in the house, but I'll put on new socks and then put the slippers on because it's an amazing feeling in there. I think I so many, socks. so many of the stuff oh. of the stuff it, when it's new, when it's fresh, it is amazing. Like like a freshly made bed that, with, with fresh oh, seeds, yeah. which is why I think yes. you should do it rarely, so you really no, appreciate it. No, you should do it once a week. Okay, sure. That's I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I, but but what I mean is like like fresh socks. Yeah, if you do it every day, it it doesn't become special anymore. Fresh socks. Yeah, so so you got to rotate well, through. Fresh socks are just socks that have been laundered. Or you're talking yeah. that you just right. You, you change if you're prone to wear socks, you change them every day. No, I just explained. I I go through the same no, pair no. of socks over yeah. the course of two I'm days. I'm sorry, yeah. you is everyone else. So uh, here are the uh, the the most horrible hygiene habits that are way too common. See if 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 any of us are doing any of them. I think I'm doing none of them. Uh, <laughs> you you don't clean. You don't clean. Your phone, your keys, or your AirPods. I've uh, never done that. I mean, the only time I clean my phone is if I can't see the screen. Exactly. You got all those streaks and everything. I just I do the the basically a glass cleaner or whatever the tech cleaner is, and that's like once every three weeks. Well, you guys, if you have like the phone case, I should clean mine because I've got crusties right where the speaker holes are and oh, the yeah. charger is. Oh. But I mean, the front looks clean, but then you look in the cracks and crevices, and I need to take a Q-tip to it pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got gunk in my. <laughs> The key, I mean, key. All of this is because germs are being transferred. Yeah. Keys, really? You, 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 does I, anyone? I, I, can you I, imagine I, living I, with this guy? I've never, <laughs> I, I've never washed keys. Family, gather round. It's time for us to drop our keys in the barbicide. Well, I mean, back back when we, I did drugs a long time ago, it would get crusted on keys, and you'd have to clean sure, it off. Sure, but that's a functional thing. I don't <laughs> even have ear pods. I, I don't even. Because you you put them in your ear, and there's all that use, gunk. I don't use those. I mean, I guess. I have okay. Yeah. The ones I use here at work. See, I, I do have a kit in this case. <laughs> right, and, and you've I used have, it how often? I have mm, never, probably not yeah. enough. You? I, no, 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 never. No, 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 not never. I have a couple times where I was like, "What? What's wrong?" Like I'm thinking there's something wrong with you. Press the wrong button on the board because I cannot oh, hear anything. Of course, she blames me. I, yeah, I, that's my first go-to. What did Rob do over there? Thank and then you. I'm like, okay. Let me check my area if there's a wrong button pushed. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, everything's as it should be. And, yeah, just needed, like, wax cleaned out of it. So gross. There's, like, this little tool in there where you can scrape right. it out of the holes in this thing. So you kind of wait till it gets slippery or something or oh clogged. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. That's just, right. It's disgusting. Uh, next horrible hygiene habit, uh, way too common. Uh, <laughs> I don't even do this. They, they say just rinsing your hands in the bathroom. Uh, like, like they they point out. Remember when the pandemic started? Everybody had to tell us, to remind us to use soap. Uh, so uh, I, I don't even do. I I what? I am only washing my hands if there's a specific reason. Like they got sticky. I wash my hands all the time. Yeah, I can't. I can't stand like it. Like all, I, I, constantly. I want. I want germs on yeah. my hands. No, I'm even rinsing them off. Like if I'm, you know, putting on whatever eye concealer, whatever it is, I'm I'm still constantly. I'm right there at my sink, and I'm. Rinsing my hands. I'm, I'm always rinsing my my three fingers, my thumb, my pointer, and my middle finger after I'm handling meat. Like when you flip it yeah. over, I do that thing where I turn on the water and just 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 with those three fingers and only rinse. Yeah, just yeah. a rinse. I don't have to wash my hands when I'm handling meat. My husband does the dog number two duty out back. He's the one that usually will will do that. But once in a blue moon, I, I'll do it. Oh, I'm so busy. I'll do it. And then we're talking. It, it, you never touch it. Right there's like the I don't know the shovel thingy and then the other thing that he scrapes it in and then you go any dump form it. of scooper the, the, yeah. the, right my hands never touch the number two of the dog 
but I back still your, go, your feet away usually. You, I still go after I'm done. I go in the house and I wash my hands. Total waste of time. Oh. Total waste of time. <laughs> I, have, I have a quick hack for you, Don. Just keep some hand sanitizer with your doggy bags when you go on a walk. That way, when you pick it up, number two, you uh, can just squirt a little on your hand and you're good to go. Yes, that would be a good one. This is just when I'm in the backyard. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, without fail. Whenever I pick up my dog Walter's doo doo in the bag, because you have to you actually have to make the glove out of the bag. Uh huh. Yes. Do that. Uh, oh. I'll wash my hands when yeah. I get inside. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh we, dear lord. We went through a very brief period at Williams Manor a few months ago where the potty area was being renovated. It was like a few days where we had to actually take them down to the, the backyard or whatever. And then my wife and I would do the cleanup and and, and we would trade off. Who was holding the the bag and who was doing a Brandon's glove trick? When I did the glove trick, I never washed my hands afterwards. What, uh, what, what are we doing here? That's why I've got the that's why I've got the glove on. Peace of mind. Uh, next, it, it, it's just gross not to. Okay, uh, do you say so? <laughs> next horrible hygiene habit: being a shoes on household because you track oh, oh, all yeah. kinds of gross stuff in from the streets and no. such. This is going to be such a hard transition because we're bringing our dog uh, Sadie who's a Bernadoodle, we're picking her up tomorrow. So she's going to be um, acclimating to the house and everything. Um, but this is going to be the the biggest transition for us because we've been a shoes-on household. We try our best to put the shoes on in like the, the walkway, but now... Wait, wait, wait. You are a shoes-on household? Yes. So you wear your shoes in the house? Yes. Okay, and, and, he, and that that's that's what they're saying is bad. I, I agree. Okay. We have to turn into a shoes-off household because Why? Parvo, because the, we could bring anything in from the outside oh. world oh. and get our puppy sick. So, so sweet. until they get their oh. first uh, vaccines, then it's yes. going to be a shoes-off household. Once yeah. again, the degradation of society Dawn praises Brandon for being sweet, for just being a responsible dog owner. Not everyone even thinks of that. That's yeah. why I call it the degradation of our society. So it's a temporary policy, yeah. Brando, because I remember I went through this. We went through this with Sarge for our, our puppy. That's not a puppy anymore. It is a temporary thing, but I hope it sticks because I would like. We have ghetto carpet on our stairs and upstairs, so no, there's nothing wrong with carpet. It's just. It gets dirty too easily. It holds everything. I, was, I yeah. just want hardwood floors, so yeah. I'm going to try to be a shoes off house. So, so we have we have no carpet. I think it was one room has carpet at Williams Manor, and we're going to rip it out soon. But the, I have this thing. First of all, I don't care about all this germ crap. I have this thing when I'm in the house and I'm and I'm working on a project. It it can be cleaning the kitchen, unloading the dishwasher, uh, building a shelf. I don't care. I have to have shoes on. I cannot work without, sh- and I mean shoes. I mean sneakers or work boots on. I cannot work without. Sh- so mm-hmm. there is no, there is no shoes off policy at Williams Manor. Oh, see, I love the shoes off policy, and I didn't, I didn't enforce this. This is my my lady. She enforced this when we moved into our place. But we have new carpet and we have runners, but then we also have tile. So. I really like the feeling of the clean carpet with no shoes on. It feels absolutely amazing. Oh, sh- shoes off is great, but that's for relaxation time. Yes, but I'm just not going full shoes off. Yeah, ever. No shoes off. It only works if you have carpet. Because if you wear shoes and you have carpet, then your house starts to stink after a while mm. if you don't clean your carpets properly. Yep. But if you have hardwood floors, then I don't see the problem with it. Yeah, like we only have a, the whole house. There, there's no carpet except in non-living areas where just a couple closets have carpet in them. And so... We, we don't even have a po- – there's no policy. Wear your shoes, don't wear your shoes. What, just whatever the heck it is you feel like. But my husband, Gary, is kind of like you in a sense. I didn't hear you completely say this. But, yes, if he's doing anything around the house, his tennies are on. But they're just on all the time. He is just not someone – and it's not a policy of his. It's not a germ thing. He just always wants to have his shoes on. Even when he – Kicks up his feet to relax on the couch and take a nap. His tennis shoes are on. I mean, and, it, that'll yeah. happen with me, but but it, it depending on where we are in in the day. But I do. I like the shoes off 
when they don't need to be on, and they're not going to be on for a while, but they're right there ready to slip on. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Next up on uh, horrible hygiene habits, according to infectious diseases that are too common, we never clean our door handles. Oh, they're oh. constantly touched. There's the a lot of bacteria on them. God, light switches. Yes, light I switches clean those too. all yeah. the time. Never. Are you, oh, my God. I have never. like a... a the wipes, right? The Clark's wipes or whatever. They are right there in the pantry. I'm doing the pantry knobs. I'm doing the, the, uh, my father-in-law's knobs for sure. Like, he's always... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Disturbing. Yeah, you said it. I don't know what he's doing. There's always something on there. Oh, man. You guys ever notice, like, how bad the fridge gets sometimes where oh, you open the doors right there? That's yeah, the one that gets yeah, the dirtiest for yeah, me. The, the handle? Oh. Either the handle yeah. or I don't even have oh. handles on mine anymore. They're, like, little side... I guess it's a handle. Yeah, they're, like, embedded inside the door. Don't yeah. care. Yeah, no, oh my god, constantly I see that. This is why I have wipes handy. Uh, they uh, uh, they say we don't replace our toothbrushes often enough. You're supposed to do it every three months. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do it when the, the when the bristles are, are gone or when my wife just does it for me. And I have no idea if she's got a calendar on oh that. Oh, my God. And uh, we uh, we flush with the toilet lid up, which sprays yeah. droplets all over no, your bathroom. No, Shut no. up. Yes, no. I do. I, 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 especially I do not. In, in my office bathroom, my private bathroom. Well, it's not my private bathroom at home, but, I mean, my wife never comes in my office for any reason. That lid's up all the time, flush. Yeah, who cares? God, there's germs every – how many times do we have to read the study, infectious disease doctors – the, the the dirtiest rooms in your house are nowhere near your bathroom. You, all the money or the, the kitchen, all the, the pens we touch, it's, you can't escape these things. Yeah, it's the last opportunity to get your signature scent blasted yes. in your face. Plus, sometimes it's fun to watch oh. it go down. <laughs> yeah, or if it doesn't, or if it's like oh, one yeah. solid piece, it's like a little submarine. <laughs> We got to get to a uh, Rob's change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. A couple of emails we start with. Uh, of course, Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, is writing the clues this time for the mega bucket. And it's another one of these. Here's a bunch of strange words and phrases. And what am I talking about? And how does this even lead you to the money amount? Uh, and we've uh, we've gotten up to uh, clue number 10. And Angie wrote in and said, I think Michelle and I are going to have to tussle. I've been certain a few times that I had this. But no, her clues are good, though. Kiss, girl. I want to win this bad. I love the word clues. Uh, by the way, Michelle and I were emailing yesterday uh, and uh, it, we're talking about when Rob's change and other things. And she did say, I heard Shannon, the 930 guesser yesterday, say that she hates me. She did. Say, <laughs> wow. uh, and Michelle says, man, she hasn't even begun to hate me yet. Uh, she just what? doesn't know it. Oh, Jesus. We are looking for our 11th guess. If you have somehow figured out what Michelle is telling you and then translated it to the right amount of money, you will win it. The phone number is 888-989-9811. Call her 18. Gets to win Rob's change. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Nothing says I hate myself more than waking up and watching this show. So get Rad TV now by heading to members.radradio.com. All right, a couple emails. Uh, first one is from uh, Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Now, uh, I'm going to try to, you know, just offer a lesson here without, without, I, I, but I have to be very uh, vague. Um, so it's not going to make a lot of sense to you. But I, I'm always, first of all, I'm sure Tiffany meant, meant well by, by, by emailing me. I'm always fascinated that people jump to conclusions assuming that because you're like look uh, this is kind of it's not specific to us on the radio but like even in the office or whatever because you're not sharing something that you know about somebody that means that you don't know it 
Whereas <laughs> maybe you're keeping it private. Maybe you know they don't want it to be told to other people right. or broadcast in you're, our case. Not oh, a well, gossiper. Well, since Rob hasn't said anything, then he doesn't know this. Uh, yes, Tiffany, I'm very aware. Thank you so much for telling me. I'm not sure that you should have been told in the way that you were, but uh, yeah, I'm very involved in that. So thank you so much. It's, just, it's a fascinating thing for me. It's a human psychology thing for me where we go, well, since you haven't gossiped to me, you must not know. And then they tell you the thing and you're like, yeah, yeah I, I, I've been aware yeah. for, for quite a long time. I yeah. just handle it differently. Oh, God. And I, I, I hate I, I view this as dishonest and I hate it. And maybe I shouldn't view, view this as dishonest. But when someone tells me just literally do not say anything. And then someone tells you, and I got to act like I don't know because I can't tell that person, yes, that person already told me. You know, it just feels so mm. dishonest, but you're keeping that person's, right? Well, it depends like, on the situation. I mean, they, if the they, person does have the confirmed information and they're now but, in the loop. But the person that told you does not want you to say this is where you got the info. Oh. Yeah. Right. And so I you're mean, like, oh my God, I have to stay loyal to them, but now I have to stand. What do I? You gotta, do? you gotta honor I, the the various you commitments. You do, but now but, I'm sitting yeah. here like uh, trying not to act like I've heard it for the first time because that's dishonest. And not not to get into uh. a whole Seinfeld episode, but uh, it's it's still fascinating to me that people don't. And maybe I don't know if it's generational. I don't care. It, it, shut up. I got a show planned. Um, but people that don't understand that it is it is an understood rule that if you tell if I tell Gary Dawn's husband. Please don't share this with anyone. I know it's going to be told to Dawn. Right. That's just the rule. Yes. And 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 then Dawn yes. is going to honor her commitment to Gary, let alone me, of keeping her mouth shut. Yes, I don't, I don't yes. know why. And so speaking yes. of a, all of that of, a, of psychology <laughs> oh and stuff, uh, Todd wrote in about a comment I made because we we're talking about being married to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and I pointed out, well, I'm married to a, a trained interrogator from uh, from the army. And Todd wrote in, it's very funny. It's always nice to. Uh, uh, have my wife complimented for anything, including her beauty, says, Rob, where do I sign up to get waterboarded by your beautiful wife, Christina? <laughs> I did not say anything about you waterboarding, sure dude. Yeah. That's on your sick mind. <laughs> I, I didn't say the word. You came up with that yourself. It was the ice bucket challenge. The, 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 the Department of Defense banned it in 2007. I have no idea what right. you're talking about. It's not happening. Best things in life are free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees with Rosie. What I want with Rosie. What I want with Rosie. Make your best guess and estimate the calculation in rough star of change with Rosie. What I want with Rosie. What I want with Rosie. Caller 18 is Sasha. Good morning. Good morning. All Good right, morning. Sasha, we are uh, uh, up to our 11th guess. As Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, is writing the word uh, clues word. for the mega bucket. If you have somehow figured out what the hell she's talking about and how it translates into the correct answer, you will win that amount of money. What is your guess? $4,411.40. $4,411. And was it 40 cents? Yes, four oh. zero. So stupid. I, I, I heard four zero and I wrote down four four. So it's four thousand four hundred eleven dollars <laughs> and forty cents. You lose. Oh man. <laughs> now I have instructions here from uh, from Michelle on clue number eleven. I have to make sure I pronounce a, a word very specifically so that so that it, it helps you in, in your clue if if it somehow is, is going to. Here we go. Okay. I'm Ennery the Eighth I am. I'm what? I'm Ennery the Eighth I am. 
is clue number 11. I'm Henry the eighth I am. It's oh, spelled Henry. Okay, mm-hmm. it's spelled Henry. I want you to have the full clue. Right. And I'm saying I'm Henry the eighth I am. Brandon, you know what she's, what she, don't say, but you know what she's. I, I definitely know, yeah. and I'm, I'm singing it in my Ah, head. very good. All right. We, uh, we will. <laughs> oh, and by the way, since it's an election year, you should start calling it a MAGA bucket, right? Isn't uh, that what no, it has to be, a MAGA no, bucket? No, because then I'm, <laughs> no, because then I'm, a, I'm, I'm partisan. Hell no. <laughs> Then, then I'm a then I'm a, I'm a right wing wacko tiki torch conservative. Very true. No way, it's not a doing mega that. Bucket. Uh, we will play again on uh, at uh, nine thirty uh, this morning. We 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 fell down the the rabbit hole yesterday briefly. Why did we start talking about how true stories aren't true in the m- movies? Oh, you wanted to. Well, oh yeah. How did that come up? Is there a movie that was nominated for an Oscar that was supposed to be true? There was something where I said, uh, you know, I, I I rolled my eyes or made a noise, and Dawn said, "You don't like true stories," and that got me off of my rant. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not true uh and whatever it was so we started picking at it and and, and as we were picking at a few of them i i, I saw uh, the, the life drain out of kyle a few times yeah. as we pointed out of uh, various movies that, that, that are not either not at all true or only a little bit true yeah but i, I experienced the same thing kyle did mm-hmm. but but a couple months prior to the conversation because i started listening to these mob podcasts of actual former mobsters or family of and investigators, all of that, whatever. And they're telling the, telling the stories of all the happenings around Casino, the movie, Goodfellas, all of them, right? And they're just like, yeah, well, you know, for entertainment purposes, but here's what really happened. Here's how the kill really went down. And I'm like, what? What? And those no. those type of movies, <laughs> uh, Goodfellas, <laughs> Casino, uh, Gladiator is another example. Those movies take a whole bunch of things that did happen over a course of many years with various people, and they turn them into a story with characters. The, what, what you see is not real, didn't happen. It may have happened somewhere else. It's closer to real it's clo- than some of the movies that are just blatantly made up. Yeah. <sighs> it's ridiculous because I thought Goodfellas was like based on true events. I get like other people and yeah. everything I, no, it, and it happened, but that was the whole reason I, I really liked the movie. That's the reason I put up with three hours of it. I'm like, and, oh, wow, all of this really happened. Based on, based on, in fact, I have the, the definition here. So when you have based on events, the plot is based on an actual event. In other words, the event happened in real life. End of the end of stuff. The, the, the plot of Goodfellas happened. Absolutely. Everything else, all made up. Yeah, oh. those what's deaths worse, occurred. It's what, just how yeah. did they actually occur? What's worse is inspired <laughs> by. Inspired <laughs> by means the storyline, the characters, and everything about the story is fictional, and it's loosely inspired by an actual event. And th- this is why, and, and the thing that bothers me, of course, is people. It's, it, 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 the, the, those of you that go see these movies and then walk around saying, yeah, that really happened because you don't do any research, you don't understand and 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 it's just it's an ignorant thing that I just I can't tolerate. See, I'm good with the inspired by because it's basically like every campfire story you've ever heard is embellished by maybe one event that happened and they spin it a little bit and they <laughs> add more depth to it. So if it's a catalyst, if the characters themselves or the situation itself is a catalyst to tell a really cool story, I'm good with that. Hey, I'm good with all of it because I understand I'm not actually seeing what happened. This is a really cool interpretation of what could have happened. I, I just cannot stand people who then take it and go, wow, I can't believe that happened. Right, because it didn't. So the movie Stand By Me was originally a book, and then it was made a movie, and it was based on the author's experience as a child. Do you know if any of that is completely true or that, is that's, that's, fabricated? That's, that's autobiographical. I mean, that's his experience, and I don't know I don't know how much they changed from the book to the movie. What, the, the, things that are, the things that are nauseating to me are things that actually happened. 
or things that were told that actually happened that didn't. Hey, I mean, even in real, true to life, as you say, that's how he experienced it. So it was his reality. But I mean, how many times, especially parents, I would imagine, because I know I've experienced this as an aunt. I, 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 from the adult's perspective, know exactly how things went down in a certain time frame of our lives. And the kiddos now that are grown, totally different. And you're like, but no, no, no. But you try not to tell them because as a kid, that's how they absorbed it. That's how they took it in. And you're like, right. mm, yeah, actually, no, not. And and again, experiential <laughs> things, I, I, I don't care because of that. We yeah. all experience. I yeah. mean, hello, yeah. has anyone ever been in a relationship? How is it that you heard what you heard when I heard what I heard? Because we experienced things. Yeah. I'm talking about there's a known actual event and then it's portrayed in a way that didn't happen, or we just make stuff up and people believe it happened. See, and I'm with Brandon on the inspired stuff. Awesome, because it could still be great, a great movie. I dislike when it's like, this is a true story, this is what happened, because I'm invested in like, whoa, like what Kyle said. Like there's something about like, wow, I am seeing what all happened. And then you find yeah. out it didn't. You're like, gosh, dang it. Or, or don't don't promote it that way. You just refuse to to <laughs> to accept the truth. Craig wrote in with this email, says, I wanted to share an amusing encounter I had a few years ago regarding uh, people who take movies labeled as based on true events a bit too literally. During a conversation with a coworker, she enthusiastically recounted the movie Flight starring Denzel Washington. Right? Oh, Remember that yeah. one? Oh, okay. yeah. Brandon, did you see yes. Flight? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kyle, did I you? did not see okay. it. Uh, she was talking to a customer and was insisting it was a true story. Despite my attempt to correct her, she confidently maintained her belief, dismissing my clarification and persisting in presenting every detail of the movie as fact. Yes, so Flight is based on true events. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a wonderful example of how out there they go. And, and, and this coworker would be the person I would want to choke. It's like, oh. you, you can't be serious. You don't really. Be. So the movie Flight was inspired by the real-life Alaska Airlines Flight 261. The plane malfunctioned and inverted for a short time, meaning it went upside down. And oh. there's, a, there's a famous scene in the movie Flight where Denzel's the pilot, and he turns that plane upside down, and he lands it in a field, <laughs> crashes it in a field. Okay. Outstanding scene. Yeah, yeah. In real life, Flight 261 did turn upside down. End end of anything in that movie that had to do with Flight 261. Oh. Robert Zemeckis, the director, and the creative team be be behind Flight changed everything from the true Alaska Airline Flight 261 story. First of all, Denzel's character never existed. <laughs> Whip Whitaker, he was created. He's not based on a real person. Oh, man. N on Flight 261, no one, the pilot, the co-pilot, had ever been suspected of being intoxicated while flying or anything. Denzel's character has a drinking problem and a drug problem throughout the whole movie. <laughs> None of that had anything to do with the actual Flight 261 pilot. Well, I can see why they changed it up so they can make it interesting. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> and, and, th this is, and this is what they did, right? They took a plane that turned upside down for a, for a minute and turned it into this movie that this bitch, the, uh, Craig's co-worker, no. believes actually happened. She's a bitch. <laughs> Well, she's a dumb bitch, if anything. Oh, my Lord. Now, this is my favorite uh, part. The biggest change between Flight 261, which inspired the movie Flight, and the plot of Flight is that in Flight, as I mentioned, Denzel turns the plane upside down and he crash lands into a field and only six people are killed. So it's a kind of a heroic, oh, my God, he did yeah. that. Right. All right. And, and, and that, you, you heard me, it took place on land. Okay. Flight 261... Inverted 
over the Pacific Ocean. Oh, no thank you. And then crashed into the Pacific Ocean oh. on January 31st, 2000. Now, I remember in flight, six people were killed. Everybody died on flight 261. Oh, my. So, oh. Th- there is no connection between the event and the movie other than the plane was upside down for a few minutes or a few seconds, what rather. Awful, that would have been an awful movie. I don't care that it would have been an awful movie. And very short. My point is... <laughs> <laughs> this dumbass, because it's inspired by a true event, Yeah. a plane flying upside down, she believes, and instead, everybody died. There was nothing heroic. Ugh, it's, that's how off they are with this stuff. I feel bad for people who take the movies literally and, and believe that every scene happened the way it did in real life, because I find the actual stories to be more more interesting that how and how they took it to make another movie out of it. Uh, we got yeah. this email. We covered this yesterday. Sorry, Laura. Eh. She says, this is why if you want to watch a true story, you watch documentaries. Those things are fake, too, now. Or they have a bias. They yeah. have a point of view. I, 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 come on. You got to do your research. There are You can watch multiple documentaries to, 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 uh, about the same thing, and they're totally different. Same subject. And you get a totally different viewpoint of what happened because we are all incapable now of not injecting our, our, our bias. Uh, here's a few more movies that, that I picked out uh, since we talked about flight. Uh, the uh, Remember Sully? The real-life uh, story of uh, Sully safely landing in the Hudson River? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yes. Okay. Literally, everything about the Sully movie, aside from the plane landing, 100% fiction. Everything about it. I never saw it. Director so. Clint Eastwood needed a villain to make the movie wow. work, so he he comes up with this evil traffic board who desperately wants to <laughs> nail Sully for negligence. They claim he might have been drunk. They claim oh, that they had a flight simulator that said he could have made it back to the airport. None of that ever happened. The entire movie, back to Dawn's point, would have been the quickest movie ever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're all we're all afraid. Okay, we landed in the ocean. Okay, and now the, the movie ends with a bunch of uh, water rescues. I'm curious to know what the actual Sully thought about this. Like, obviously, I had to sign off on it because it's him but i wonder if he was just like yeah cool just do do whatever you want but then he'll be uh, presented well, with people on the street and they'll ask him about all of these things that never really happened to d- him depending on I, depending on how the deal worked because i don't remember it's been many years now you know he he may or may not have gotten paid for the use of his likeness and a part of that deal is that you say uh it's a great movie uh and you just you never say whether it really happened or not lexington private that's the problem once you get the people bro- it takes years sometimes right yeah, or t- somebody who wasn't involved in the movie to come out and say that is that totally did not happen or actually that's pretty that's pretty spot on to piggyback on something brandon said a few minutes ago i have watched where i i was talking about yesterday where they'll show the recreate they'll do the drama they'll recreate a movie of a real event and then afterwards they'll do this a lot i don't know if they still do actually on lifetime They'll just show the events, the officers involved, the detectives involved, forensics involved, all the people involved. And sometimes I'll watch that and go, this was way more interesting than the gosh damn <laughs> Why did you leave these parts out? Yeah. These are amazing. What's your problem? And then, of course, the opposite happens where then you see the real stuff and you're like, dear God, now I know why they had to add stuff. <laughs> so what's the point of telling people it's based on true events that they're just going to change everything about it? For example, the... The, the flight movie. Like, apparently, it, it landed in the ocean, but in the movie, it ended it landing into a field. Why can't you just say it was a movie made up? Because like, uh, I, will t- I will answer the question. There's a historical uh, uh, goalpost that answers that question, and it's all psychological. It's all marketing. And like the answer to every question, Kyle, money. You want to get as many people to go to see the movie. The original version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974, oh. which remains one of the most iconic horror films Shh. of all time. Disturbing! Do, it was marketed as based on a true story marketing. It, it, it's, it's inspired 
by a real-life murderer named Ed Gein. But it's a complete work of fiction. Ed Gein was known for he robbed a bunch of graves. He had a bunch of bones. I mean, he's a creep. He murdered two people we know of, but he shot one of them. I forget all the the actual details. The deliberate lie told by Hollywood in 1974 that it was based on a true story was meant to attract movie viewers as well as comment on the political climate at the time when many Americans were feeling lied to by the federal government in response to Watergate, the Vietnam War. There's a whole bunch of psychological reasons why they did it, and it worked. And then Hollywood went, see, people want to see things that they think really happened. They don't want they, – they, they assume – if, if we don't tell them it happened, they assume it's made up. Well, we, they want it to actually have happened. And so that's why they, and that's why they continue to do it. It draws us in. You, you see a movie uh, – like look, one you mentioned yesterday, Kyle. You see a, a, a preview for Catch Me If You Can, mm-hmm. and, and you think it's just an all – it's a fun playboy, all-made-up movie. A lot of people go, oh, okay, that, that looks kind of stupid. When you say it's real – Whoa, that guy really lived like that? That's what I thought. No. Catch Me If You Can (laughs) is described as essentially fraudulent. The the real-life con man, Frank Abagnale Jr., made up almost everything about himself that Leonardo DiCaprio's character portrays in the film. Even Tom Hanks' FBI agent character was made up. The film remains highly entertaining, but it is described as the most one of the most inaccurate based-on-a-true-story movies ever made. So it's a movie made on this guy's things that he made up about himself. And yet they really, and they <laughs> still they portrayed it. it. Like it was, right. yeah, he said, actually, oh, I did this, 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 and this. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> this, this would be like turning a child's fantasy into a movie but claiming it actually happened. Oh, See, I think, that's, I think it's cool. He basically wrote the movie himself. Right. And so that's what's great about movies is you can bring yeah. these ideas to life. Because how cool would it be if he actually did those things and you see that play out Right, but the, the problem screen. is Kyle thinks it did play out. Well, yeah. They don't present it as this is my work of fiction. That's the problem. But see, I don't think Kyle now will think that, right? At least he's not, like, now he's no, like, okay. Again, damn it. it well, this isn't about curing <laughs> Kyle. This is about the the the, 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 the the society of lies and easy beliefs that we live in. Yeah. See, I think that the, they're out with all of this to not necessarily mean that it's a lie, is that it's based on. And I think that is their way of, of saying, okay, well, it, this isn't the entire story. This isn't shot for shot. We didn't do this as a documentary. This is based on a story. Again, Hollywood is not the villain here. We are. The, they, they, you, they do say stuff like that. But we walk around I, like this dumb guy's coworker saying it, a flight actually happened. Frank Abigail Jr. actually lived like that. No, no, none of that. Well, it's not fair because I grew up. I watched that movie when I was younger. And I was a little more mischievous then. And I watched it and I'm going, Oh, I do like half this crap. I, I fool my <laughs> teachers all the time. You and, feel validated. Fact, yeah, yeah. basically. I was like, oh, you can make a living and get tons of money and get get all these checks scammed. Like, that sounds great. This guy's my hero. <laughs> Pretty much. And all he ends up going to jail and then he's hired by the FBI, but whatever. The first part of the movie, absolutely. Right, great. It's, it's a highly oh entertaining gosh, piece great. of fiction. That's yeah. what Catch Me If You Can. A few others that are, are really widely uh, known, and they're widely known, they were fairly popular. And, and people actually believe they happened, and none of them happened. Uh, from the day I saw it, Argo, the 2012 Ben Affleck movie the, about uh, the CIA team and the Iranian hostages, that whole thing is made up. Uh, Braveheart, that Braveheart isn't even like Gladiator. Gladiator, as I said, was a bunch of things that really did happen that we know over in the Roman Empire over the course of a century, and they put it together and they created a Caesar and a evil uh, a son and, and a warrior, a gladiator. 
Uh, but Braveheart, the, the whole rebellion is almost entirely uh, fictional. The Leonardo DiCaprio film, The Revenant, where he fights the bear. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. movie is so good. The only thing about it that's real is that that character, explorer Hugh Glass, did actually get abandoned by its group of travelers. Nothing else happened. The bear scene. Oh, oh, man. I wish that the bear would be real. Uh, I remember I loved uh, Ruined This for uh, Dawn years ago. Will Smith's The Pursuit of Happiness. I love that yeah. movie. Totally off. Uh, it, it, in fact, the real story is much darker. There's a scene in that movie where he, uh, the character spends a night in jail because of unpaid parking tickets. No, he beat the crap out of his wife. Oh, um, oh, jeez. Uh, the, 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 the whole Pursuit of Happiness movie is Okay, is well, bogus. if you go Yikes. into it realizing that it's just an inspirational movie, then that's what it can be. Yes, And not based sure. on true life. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> another one of my favorites uh, 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 for, for Dawn and others is that is, is, is literally... One of the most dishonest movies ever, Rudy, the uh, oh, Rudy, the Rudy, classic tale of Rudy. the Notre Dame football player, uh, which depicts his roommates, or his teammates rather, protesting their head coach in order for Rudy to suit up and play in an actual football I love game. That movie. And then the scene where they're chanting Rudy like Dawn was just doing. None of that. None of what I just said ever happened. What happened in the movie? Did he get the tackle? Joe Montana. No. No, Joe Montana, who went, who was at Notre Dame at the time, has come out and said that, that none. none. He was asked, like, how much of the movie is really said there was a guy named Rudy. That's the end. Well, guess what? It can still make you feel good, even though it's right. not real. Just right. And that's the important thing. is Because, unfortunately, what people do is they go, oh, see, things like this really do happen. No. No, they really didn't. So, and that's that's the that's the thing. I mean, you could you can inspire to things, and you can believe, but yes, but don't walk around saying that it happened. Rudy, eventually, Rudy, right? Rudy, and you do that, and some guy like me in the room's gonna be like, you know, that never happened, right? And, and I'm gonna go, Rudy, Rudy. I mean, Rudy. if you're incapable of having the conversation, that's fine. I would hope you go, yeah, I know it didn't, but I'd like to think it could. Yeah, it's fun. Right. Just chant it. But that's Rudy. not what people say. I don't know what's fun about chanting the name of a person I don't know, but okay. Uh, let's get to Master Movies right now. We got a pair of tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld at the Reno Event Center on Saturday, April 27th. Uh, We're going to give you a movie clip and uh, a hint, and you tell us the title of the movie it's from, and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the movie, <laughs> there's droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Master of Movies. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome back to Rad Radio. As Rob likes to say, it is what it is. Ah, what are we doing here? What has happened to this show? A couple of follow-up emails, uh, rad at radradio.com. First one's from Justin. Hi, Justin. We're talking about movies that claim to be real or based on real events. Uh, they're not real at all. Uh, a thing might have happened and then an entire story is created. And, and fine, whatever, but it's, it's the fact that people walk around repeating that, 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 that this actually happened. It didn't. Uh, so Justin uh, went nuclear and said, wait. You mean the movie Ted is not real. My life is ruined, right? Aww. I mean, some of these movies, it, it would be like, the, the claim they were real would be like like claiming that Ted is based on actual events. I mean, Dude, Where's My Car could definitely be based on a true story. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, uh, Robert wrote in, and he, he, he reminded us, yeah, Cool Runnings was mentioned yesterday, the Jamaican bobsled team. That's kind of what got me going down the rabbit hole. I don't. It was during Master Movies. It doesn't matter what what's lit this match. Uh, but uh, he, he then starts getting kind of ridiculous. He says, well, wait, wait, was there no Jack on or Rose on the Titanic, et cetera? Titanic's an interesting one because obviously Titanic is based
based on an actual event. Right. The movie's completely false. I mean, the boat sank in in real life. There were there were a couple. Oh, and wait, the necklace. There were a couple things. There were a couple <laughs> things in that movie that actually created problems. Like uh, if you remember. Uh, the character of William Murdoch, uh, he's the one that's uh, shown shooting passengers in a panic state oh, yeah. before killing himself. Oh. In reality, eyewitness reports of survivors tell the opposite story. <gasps> he, the, he is praised for his heroic efforts in organizing the launch of lifeboats during the last few hours before the Titanic sank to the point where Murdoch's relatives were so outraged they received a public personal apology. Yes, I would wow. be outraged too. I'm like, you, got, you are rewriting our family history. And there's also that thing where third-class passengers are forcibly held below decks, preventing them from reaching the lifeboats. That did not happen. That oh, was that's not nice to know. That was not true. There were, however, ways that were that people were restricted from one another uh, for, to prevent the spread of infectious diseases between classes meaning that Jack and Rose never would have met. There is no way that, that they ever would have met on the actual Titanic. So th things also, like... Also, Rose couldn't have that fun like that. scene down there Thanks. with everyone. Yeah, so exactly. the car scene was no nothing. That, exactly. That's all made up. Yes, God damn it. How many times do I have to answer this question? And Rose is <sighs> such a bitch and a door hog. She could have definitely let Jack sit up on that door with her at the end of the movie. movie master, master of movies, I'm feeding you lies. Twisting your brain for a really cool prize. wild thing when you go down this rabbit hole is when you find the movies that you think are the most outlandish and are actually pretty goddamn close to the truth, like Heat. And I know that's an old school reference, but but the, the, the Al Pacino movie Heat with that, that massive gunfight in the streets of L.A., yeah. that happened. It is a famous story. Uh, and most of that movie is, again, they take some liberties. Heat, mostly uh, accurate. Apollo 13, mostly accurate. Uh, the Nike movie Air, mostly accurate. But it's wild. Some of you like, really? That one did happen, but this didn't? Uh, my we, recent heartbreak is the blind side. Yeah, well, that now thing. I'm all confused. Yeah, what a mess. We don't even what know there. What a mess. Uh, we had a pair of tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld at the Reno Event Center uh, on Saturday, April 27th. Caller 18. Hello, Sean. Howdy ho, Rad. Howdy ho, Sean. You will guess first. If you know the movie, you win. If not, we'll go to Chad. <laughs> hey, what's up, Rad? What's up, Chad? <laughs> and Will, your caller 20. <laughs> What's up, Brad? What's, What's up? up? We're looking for a 2021 comedy. You gotta go. Well, if that's how you feel about it. This harkens uh, Kyle back to his childhood. You gotta go. Well, if that's how you feel about it. What is the movie, Sean? I didn't even hear it, Rob. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Oh. How about you, Chad? Uh, I got nothing. Okay. Didn't use the lazy excuse of, oh, yeah, I couldn't hear it. I can hear you guys just fine. You're all coming through the exact same sourcing system. Oh, Will. Don't look up. You lose. Oh, man. Oh, that was yeah, a funny one. I liked that one. <laughs> On that comedy? Yeah, it was definitely a comedy. How would that take Kyle back to his childhood, though? It wouldn't. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, this was the uh, 2021 <laughs> theatrical version of uh, the old cartoon Tom and Jerry. Did you see the movie? Because I the, I loved Tom and Jerry as a kid, but oh, I, the movie yeah. looked awful to it, me. It was. It was during COVID. Oh. It was one of those things you watched at home because you had nothing better to do. Yeah. It was unwatchable. Oh, lovely. No. Oh, listen here, Mr. Mouse. Oh, Jerry. I need this job. So, simply put, this is a hotel, and you're a mouse. So... You gotta go. 
Well, if that's how you feel about it, I'll have to introduce you to my enforcer. Three more chances for you to win the Seinfeld tickets, uh, or two more rather, today at 8 and 9 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. First, it was rad radio. Then it was bad radio. Now it's just awful. This is the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Uh, we got this email, uh, rad at radradio.com, from uh, Gregory. Hi, Gregory. So as promised, we spent a little time talking about uh, movies that are ba- based on true events or inspired by real events that morons walk around saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that really happened. No, it didn't. And some of the biggest uh, uh, violators. And I, I, I do appreciate it. I'm complimented by all, by all of you that are writing in saying, what about this movie? Well... I don't have time to research because I don't just like go to the internet and go, oh, well, they say it's not real. I mean, I spent a good hour yesterday. First of all, I compiled the biggest movies, the most well-known movies that are the most commonly believed to be true. Once I had that, then I have to go in and I have to cross-reference, okay, did this really happen? Because because I'm just not going to put my credibility on on the lines. So I don't have time to do that with everything. I, I some of you are writing in and you're mentioning movies that I, I don't even know. Others are mentioning movies that, that they're just not they're not big enough to go. One dude yesterday said, please don't ruin no pain, no gain for me. Well, most people don't know that movie. It's a weightlifting. It's totally false, oh, okay. dude. Totally false. It's all it's all made up. Um, so I, I appreciate it. And, and I would advise you to not just go online and just say, duh, is this movie real? Because there's a lot of different, unless you're going to spend some real good time. Well, a lot of times what first comes up is Wikipedia telling Wait, you. Yes. <laughs> And that's completely unreliable. <laughs> now, now Gregory goes goes in the other direction, and and he's absolutely he's absolutely right. He he said, if the Matrix was based on a true story, they would never let us know. Oh. Right now, there's a yeah. there's a whole bunch of movies in that genre. We've talked about that over the years with TV shows like The Blacklist and and uh, and, and other things where people go, oh, that'll never happen. And actually, that's the one that's real. That's the one that does happen or did happen or stuff like that happens. Uh, uh, House of Cards, right? They've never claimed that House of Cards is based on, on actual events, real events or anything like that. And, and people think, oh, wow, that's really wild. Can you imagine if our politicians were that dirty? They are. And things like that happen all the time. Well, I mean, where do they come up with a lot of these storylines of any movie we watch that's not based on a particular true story, but it is literally how we live or – they show a woman in a dungeon being held for years. We know that happens. Right. It's happening right now. Right, That specific movie that they're putting into place and wrote about, maybe not, but someone else, yes. Which is why maybe and, others. And, and those movies, and these are the ones where they don't claim that it's based on anything yeah. real. And, and there is an entire industry of former special forces and CIA operatives who are paid by Hollywood to advise writers. To, to tell them, well, here's a story. Here's something that actually happened. And then the writers kind of massage it. Or, yes, that that we do that in training. Or, yeah, I, I actually did that in Istanbul once. And it becomes a storyline in some Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or whatever. And we think, oh, we're just watching a mindless action film. Actually, a few of those things actually happened. That's where they came up with the idea to write them in. This is why the scary movies that are like psychological thrillers scare me so much. Because a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, I can see this actually happening right now. This is happening to someone right now. <laughs> And that's oh, and that's yeah. that's exactly right. right. Oh. The worst offender of all was the female Ghostbusters. Oh. I can't believe this is happening right now. This can't be happening. Right now. <laughs> 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 
if you're a maggot and you're listening to us, so you are. If you got jokes, you email us, rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. All right, a couple of uh, updates here for the starter. Usually we start with any of the children, most notably 10-year-old Lily or 13-year-old Athena. They must be busy or distracted. We didn't, we didn't, I, and if we, you, if, if ladies, if you did send in your jokes, we missed them and we apologize. Uh, maybe forward them and we'll add them into uh, tomorrow's collection. No big deal. So we'll just jump uh, right to uh, the big D who has been sending in uh, dad jokes uh, for a couple years now. And then recently, uh, Rodney came in <laughs> and said, I want to I start sending better, was it better dad jokes? Or? Yeah, yeah okay. better dad yeah, jokes. Yeah, he laid down the gauntlet. Uh, the only problem with his gauntlet was that he laid it down and he left it there for a couple days. And he, <laughs> they came in, he picked it up, and he laid it down again. And so Big D oh, was clowning man. him a couple uh, days ago for not consistently being part of of jokes on the maggot. So, Big D's opener is: I hope everyone enjoys today's submission of consistent dad jokes. <laughs> Note that he says consistent, not funny. Oh. And I think that might apply today. Oh, now nah, it just depends on uh, what you're up for. Here Love we go. You, Big D. I used to play piano by ear. Now I use my hands. <laughs> Visual. That's funny. Visual yeah, banging exactly. your head. You think swimming with sharks is expensive? Swimming with swimming with sharks cost me an arm and a leg. So. <laughs> All right, that was not bad. All right. That car looks nice, but the muffler seems exhausted. <laughs> Shout out to my fingers. I can count on all of them. <laughs> Rodney did show up. All right, Rodney. A couple of dad jokes. I wouldn't worry about your TV or your, or your smartphone spying on you. It's the vacuum cleaner that's been gathering dirt on you for ages. <laughs> nice. I told my wife her underwear is way too tight and way too revealing. And she said, wear your own then. <laughs> Here's a couple from Alan. Hi, Alan. A clown gave me the middle finger. <laughs> that was a rude gesture. Nice. <laughs> Wish I would have had this one earlier in the week, but it still holds up. What's the difference between a dollar bill and the Buffalo Bills? What? A dollar bill can give you four quarters of solid performance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's four quarters in a game. Yeah, just shut up, Don. So, it was it no. not a good game. From uh, Shut up, okay. Don. Well, you told the joke. From uh, Kyle. Uh, Kyle. Not our Kyle. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't send anything. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. <laughs> We need to clear it up. I know. That's why I answered. I appreciate it. I just learned that Ohio has both the highest rates of depression and the most cheating spouses. Oh. That is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> Imagine you're uh, taking off on your plane and suddenly you hear, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. First, a bit of good news. You guys get to be on TV tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he won't get to see it. Uh, that won't get way to announce. Uh, these are from Eric. Hi, Eric. What is Peter Pan called in China? What? Peter Walk. Oh. Nice. Okay, that's cute. That's oh, I want stir fry now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. What do you get when you cross a chicken with a poodle? What? what? Pooched eggs. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make your girlfriend yell during sex? Ow. Call her and tell her about it. <laughs> <laughs> These are from uh, Kenneth. Hi, Kenneth. I just passed a tow truck, and the poor driver was crying his eyes out. I thought, he's headed for a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> you, 
You really got to hand it to midgets. Little people. You know, because they can't reach it themselves. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Love midget jokes. Little people. Uh, and these are from uh, Paul. Hey, Paul. I took a stripper home, and she had a tattoo of a seashell on her upper inner thigh. Sure enough, I put my ear to it, and I could smell the ocean. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm. For a man, sex is like a final exam in high school. If you finish early, you can't leave. Just put your head down until the rest of the room is done. First of all, if you got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Second of all, that Buffalo Bills joke reminds me, I haven't mentioned yet, that once again, the Mixed Pick Sportscast will be today at 10 a.m. live on Rad TV, members.radradio.com, on the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. Uh, Steve and I will cover the shocking firing yesterday in the NBA, the Baseball Hall of Fame announcements, and yes, a ton of postseason uh, football as we get ready for this weekend, where we find out who goes to the Super Bowl. Ah! The Bills, not one of the choices. Uh, Ravens, Chiefs, and Steve's Lions, and my oh, Niners. no! I don't think today is the day. I think tomorrow is when the smack talk will start to ramp up between Steve and me. Oh, to, no. to the level oh. that we smack talk. This is the problem with the sports show is it, it, there's, a, there's people, the, the, the people that love it, love it because it's not like anything else. The people that don't like it is because it's not like anything else. Because there's a reason that all of the sports shows on ESPN and Fox Sports and sports radio are the same. People love hearing individuals yell at one another about sports and fight and insult one another and disagree. And they actually, the way they do it is they actually they actually get together beforehand and they take positions off the oh, air. Oh. They say, okay, well, I, I'm the guy that always supports the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm going to defend keeping Coach Mike McCarthy. Okay, well, I think it's a good idea, but I'll, I'm I'm going to I'm going to go off on you and we're going to yell and scream over each other. It, it's almost all of it is unwatchable or unlistenable, but people love that because it's that toxicity. I, I want a real argument, it's, it's, though. It's, well, no, no, but see, I'm going to give you the perfect analogy. Dawn's giving me that face. It's the guy version of the Real Housewives show. Ah, uh, okay, I got and, you. And, 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 yeah, I, yeah. and I find all of it to be putrid and there disgusting. There you go, though, but that uh, makes yeah, sense right. then. Cause you, but see, at least we know, well, a good amount of us know while we're watching these girls are planted up for the camera, but it is still delightful. I would take issue with your whatever your description of a good amount because they're, 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 it, it just like in the sports world, you know, they, what it does is it gets the fans ginned up and they actually believe it, and then, and woof. I mean, there, it's just. It, I think yeah. you have me there that I will admit because as you were talking, you know what popped in my head? BravoCon. That literally would not exist if all those people, and they get into it. BravoCon is like this big, huge party conference. I don't know what the hell to call it, where it's like for a week, I think, in New York, and it's all the reality shows. And Vegas people, this year before oh, somebody okay. calls in. Thank you. Yep. People show up, and they'll do panels, and they'll have the different housewives and reality people doing the panels, and people are there, and they're getting into it, and they're yeah. shouting, and they're like, whoop, whoop. And, and they're not, not the, uh, the, the, the regular people, they're uh, not doing that to, quote, play along. I mean, it's, it, look, here's yeah. another example. There are there are a lot, a good number of people who watch professional wrestling and know, okay, it's entertainment. It's, yeah. it, it, it. There's a lot that don't believe that. There's a lot that get very offended when you tell them you, you do realize that, that, yes, they're getting hurt. They're doing these tricks, these stunts, but yeah. it, it's not the storylines are, are fake and the, the outcome's pre predetermined. So. I've thought about 
oh my, it would be fun to go to a BravoCon just to watch the blank show, but not like, right. you know, yeah. really get into it and believe all these storylines yeah. and garbage. If you if you watch come up with these shows through that prism, they can be entertaining. <laughs> I can back to sports. I can only watch a little bit of it because I'm not a big fan of the yelling. And, I, and I'm not a big fan of the talking over. As long as they're still staying, though, within a valid opinion, I can, I can handle it. But, but, but what Steve and I do is we don't yell. We don't scream. We don't, we don't take issue with one another. We'll push back on each other. if we're. But, but it's not a bunch of hot takes. Uh, and so we just kind of talk about what's going on and give you our analysis. You can call us during the show. Like always, you can email us as well. See, if I like sports, that sounds pleasant. Because that's where I've come to with my housewives. When they're acidic and rotten and mean, I just can't. I'm like, oh, I'm out. The uh, Mixed Pick Sports Show every day, uh, including this morning at 10 a.m. on uh, Rad TV, members.radradio.com, on the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM, 890 AM. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. After a nice, long holiday break, Rad Radio has one thing to say. When is our next vacation? And now, back to the mediocrity that is Rob, Anybody, and Dawn. Uh, we got this uh, email, rad at radradio.com, from Wendy. Hey, Wendy. She is a, a better class of Rad Radio listener. Watches us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. And if you do that during the commercial break, you'll see what's going on in the studios. You might hear it. Sometimes we have the, uh, the microphones on and the microphones off. So that elicited this email that says, ooh, I see you, Officer Pat. Yum, yum. <laughs> I am hungry this morning. Oh, yes. my. Uh, our security chief, uh, oh, Officer Pat, uh, joins us in the studio this morning, uh, as he does every year around this time. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Uh, and he brought with us his friend, Brian Boyd. Hello, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, Brian, what is your uh, law enforcement affiliation? Uh, so we're for Sacramento County Sheriff's Office. Nice. And, and Pat, where are you with your law enforcement affiliation these days? I'm still a lieutenant with the Fulton Park Police. That's a big deal. Uh, now, you're here every year around this time uh, to talk about what we call the Pig Bowl, the Guns and Hoses uh, event, where cops and firefighters uh, get on a football field and play against one another for charity, which we'll dive into all of this. First of all, where is the game this year? The game is back at its original place, which is Hughes Stadium. And it's this Saturday? It is this Saturday. What time? Uh, kickoff's at 1. And 11 a.m. we have the kids' fair, uh, safety fair, that um, where all the firefighters and come out and bounce houses and all the different fun stuff for the kids. And did they bring out like fire trucks and, and, and did you bring out all the equipment and stuff? Or there is so much equipment out there. <laughs> yeah. Fire trucks are out there. The SWAT teams bring their their toys out there. Oh There's tons of stuff out there. And and uh, to, to what extent are the kids allowed to like play on this stuff? Or well, I don't think they give them guns and they run around. Right, but right. I, I, I knew there was a limit. Yeah, but they're allowed to climb in the trucks oh and take pictures, and I'm sure they'll turn on the lights and sirens and toot a horn. Nice. But now, now uh, the, the firefighters and, and, and the, the cops and the firefighters, they're from what, the entire Sacramento region, or where do they come from? So, yes, it's from local region. Uh, we have law enforcement from uh, Placer County, surrounding counties, Yolo County. We also have CDCR. Uh, officers who are playing with us and then rich regional fire from all around now brian I, I, it's 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 great to look at you and see you've got you got your service uh, uh, gun on it you got your yeah. uniform on but you got your jersey like on yeah. for, yes. for the game <laughs> yes correct. so so i take it you're playing uh, this year i am okay so, what, what position do you play uh this year i'm playing wide receiver and you got you guys you guys go out and practice right you've been you've been humping this thing 100 percent. how, so how uh, for how long are you guys in practicing uh so we practice for a little bit uh about a month or so um like every day well, not every day. So we, we usually practice three three times a week or so. 
if a if not more sometimes uh, given the circumstances right uh we had a lot of input um you know there's plays that we have to go over new strategies all that stuff so how do you determine the, like is there a coach I've, I've oh, has yeah. to be a coach oh, who's yeah. that is there is it determined already or yeah. not, i mean obviously it is now but is it has it been the same guy for years or so it's been coach morris uh He's been there for a while now. He's been there for a long while. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he used to be a real into high school coach, and now I believe he's at uh, American River College. Yeah. Coach. Now, now, Pat, you're retired, right, from the game. Yeah, yeah. The last I heard you weren't playing, uh, you had stopped playing a couple years ago because I don't know if you're, your knees, I mean, you're old. You're almost my age. Dude, when, when you click over 50 in the odometer and you realize you got more road behind you than in front of you, it's time to I mean, you're, not go play college-level football. You're still built like a brick truck, oh, man, yeah. but, but but that's right. You're, you you would be playing against guys more than half your age. and, 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 and I can you know, play. Yo, I just play. can't recover. Ah, got it. Got it. That's the Great. Because when, when you, you, I mean... When you're out on the streets, you, you, you oh, might man. have to chase a guy. That's that you can still do. I can still do that. But uh, <laughs> practicing for a month, doing the game. You, you, you. So well, do you have do you have any involvement oh, in the man. in the in, other than being the ambassador for it? Yeah, because of um, the legacy of this game and the history behind it and and what it stands for, I have always been a part of it. So oh. try to do some of the media stuff and just promote this game as best as possible. So what about the referees? Are they firefighters oh. or police? <laughs> or are they a third party? Because who gets to call the games oh. might be important. That is a yeah. great so, question. Yeah. As far as the uh, referees go, we usually kind of try to get some um, individuals that are from outside. So uh, sometimes there are college referees. Uh, we try to get people who actually have been officiating for some time. Uh, they're pretty good at it. We understand everybody's human, right? We don't, I mean, a. Everybody has their, uh, their choices and yeah, preference, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we understand. We, so we get people who have already been either uh, refereeing and officiating either. Uh, most of the times it's usually uh, college level. So Now, obviously, the, ga the game is for charity. What's the charity, by the way? Oh, there's so yeah. I was going over the list today. There's 22. So okay, so it's a it's the potpourri of charity. We take all Correct. the money that we raise and distribute it. Correct. We've that. collectively raised over 1.7 million. Mm -hmm. Damn. Over the over, over the history. Over, over the history. history. Which, by the way, we should we should stop and talk about the history real quick because this is first of all this this is the big this is a big number for for the Pig Bowl. This is the 50th. It's the so, big. Which is I suppose one of the reasons it's back at Hughes Stadium. It's kind of like the nostalgic. Correct. So it started out in Hughes Stadium in 1974, but it's between Sac County Sheriff and the Sac Police Department. So and I, I'm older than this thing. Well, in Pat, four years. You made you made an interesting <laughs> analogy, but would say this is the 50th. Think of the NFL. You're only eight years behind the Super Bowl. Yeah, Damn. this is the longest-running yeah. charity uh, football game in the United States. Wow. Do you have Do you have like a couple of the charities like you remember? I mean, even if they want the name, like the, like does it benefit like veterans or homeless people? Yeah, or? there's uh, the, the uh, Firefighters Burn Institute. There's the Sheriff's Activities League. Um, there's Viva. Black Child's Legacy is Black in there as Legacy. well. Uh, greater, uh, what is it? Urban Greater Sacramento. How do people? What's the easiest way for people to get to? They can just show up on Saturday, right? Yeah, they can show up. Um, obviously. Um, the best is to go to our website, which is uh, pigbowl.org. It has all the information there. You can buy tickets there electronically, touchless online. Now, Brian, how many years have you played? I Going on my second year playing. How serious do you guys take this? Uh, very serious. So, actually, to go <laughs> yeah. back to what uh, Pat was saying earlier, I know he can't play, but that's the reason why us guys who are newer to it come out and do it, right? Um, the guys before us kind of already paved that way. Mm. So, we try to pick up where they left off. It's kind of like that, that torch run effect, you know? We, sure. We see the pride that we have in within not just the uh, departments themselves, but the camaraderie that we actually have amongst each other from different departments. You meet best friends and lifetime lifetime friends Such from respect. this kind of game. Um, so it's it's it is a nostalgia, as you would say, even for us younger guys who are fresh to this. We see the the way they get all riled up. You know, like game day is right around the corner. You see the older guys like. 
if you don't go out there and hit somebody, I'm gonna come hit you. And you're like, all right. So uh, LT said, if I don't hit somebody this game, I gotta, I'm gonna get knocked out myself. So let me, you know. So um, it does. It, it means a lot to us. It does. And, and and so when you're when you're on the field playing Saturday, you're we, we will see guys that are taking football seriously, grown men that are playing the best, the, the highest of their ability. This is college level. There's not a yeah. lot of. There's no, is there any clowning around, or is it like no? The, the, no, this is general mm-hmm. anger. Yeah, on the field. Oh, yeah. Let's, Last year, I believe uh, they had they had like I think oh, fire man. left and, and unfortunate for him, but fire left with like six in, major injuries last Dang. year. Oh. Guys were out there really getting hurt. Whoa. Like, yeah, we we sacrificed ourselves for this. That's the biggest uh, risk for us as employees. Correct uh, is the injury. Wow. So, do you have a career record? I mean, we've had forty nine of these. Do we know who's ahead? The firefighters or the the cops? We're we're definitely ahead that right law, now. Lost quite we're a bit ahead. ahead. Wow. Since, since fire joined in about. Tw- <laughs> So fire joined in 21 years ago when oh, okay. SAC PD couldn't produce enough players. So what they did was they said, okay, fire was like, hey, we'll we'll join in on this. You know, this is a cool, good calls. So we did that. Uh, but since they've joined in, yeah, we did. I think they only won like five, six, maybe seven games. <laughs> no, nothing oh. personal. Do you guys razz each other all year? Like after whoever wins, do you give like? Apparently, it's been the there's, there, mostly. <laughs> well, there's some smack the talking, oh, but yeah. you know what's yeah. great is at the end we all come together. We're all on the same team, right? Oh. So we're all first responders, and yeah. we all have a job to do. Uh, but when you get on the gridiron, it's a little different. <laughs> so what happens if someone does get injured in said game? Are they able to take time off of work at, for leave? Like, is it considered getting hurt on the job? That uh, No, and that falls oh. under the policy of each individual agency. I can't speak to that. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's a legal question. That's a, that's a, that's a per-department, per-policy yeah. thing. Okay, right understood, understood. <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't heard stories of somebody getting hurt at football and then go to work on Monday and then trip on the stairs. Oh, <laughs> I got hurt. Um, what about okay? So what about during the game? During the game, what about smack talk? You know, again, when 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 pros college, you're you are talking the worst thing you can talk to the other person because obviously, Pat, I, I hopefully all of us know, but yes, you guys in the end, you all work together, fire, paramedics, law, but during the game, Brian, you 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 you've got a year under you. Is there some smack talk going on? Yes, there is. There's a, lot, there's a lot of it. Um, Most of it, I assume, unairable. And, uh, <laughs> all of it's unairable. All of it's it. actually pretty. It's as if you have never been to a game oh, as a spectator, you man. need to come out because Gotta even out. all the all the players on the sideline who are suited up who aren't even on the field are just talking smack <laughs> as he runs by, talking, um, just talking. Whoa. Major what was it a, a couple years back? Actually, I, I I still have this memory in my head, and it plays vividly every year. Uh, there was a firefighter, and he came out of their locker room while we're getting ready for going on for the game. And he had one of those old school, you know, boombox on the shoulder type. <laughs> and he came out listening to NWA F the Police. And I and we all <laughs> looked at each other, and we're like, "All right, I guess this is where we need to draw the line." <laughs> so oh my gosh, they do. Fire, oh, yeah. fire does it as much as we do. Oh, 100%. Um, oh, they gosh. score touchdowns and then go in the field and pretend to frisk each other like they're, they're just making oh, fun yeah. of the cops and all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. And we should point out you got you, you're fully padded oh, up. Man. Oh yeah. I mean, is this, is this, you said it's college level, and this I just want to make sure we're talking. We're there. See, full pad, full contact, yeah. full testosterone. It's not NFL like we're you know oh don't do this or this. Is awful. No, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's 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 collegiate type football. Wow. So we are out there hitting. None uh, of this concussion <laughs> protocol crap. No. No. The waivers are signed. But same. In turn, back to Kyle's uh, great question about the refs. Uh, are we using college rules or like like where is there? Rules. Okay, so is there is there is a level too far? There is an unnecessary roughness area or not really? I'm guessing the refs let you play. I mean, 
we play, and I don't think we've taken it too far no. to where there's unnecessary yeah. roughness. When you know, there's no late. No, you're facts, just putting so. six firefighters in the hospital or whatever. Well, <laughs> I'm exaggerating for effect. But. Yeah. Traditionally, stature, stature-wise, right. law enforcement's usually bigger than fire. So on the on the O line versus the D line. We usually clobber them pretty good, but they're always faster. So when they run the ball, we have a hard time catching yeah, them. Who was this firefighter that stepped up 21 years ago and said, hey, yeah, we'll play the cops? <laughs> like, all the other firefighters like, what? 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 Uh, We're going to do what? Well, let's stay here and bake cookies. <laughs> <laughs> until, until the alarm rings. <laughs> yeah. Bob, what are we having for dinner tonight? Right. Chili again? Can we just bring food? <laughs> Yeah. Love you, firefighters. Not sure who the firefighter was who decided that for himself oh, and the rest man. of the uh, department, but uh, I'm pretty sure at this point. You know what, though? Um, I will say it has been quite the um, the journey, right? Uh, this is, like he said, this has grown. 50th year, this is a big one for us. Um, believe it or not, since it is, like, one of the longest charity events that we've had, it actually has spread across the nation. So, like, we went to the U, um, what is it, the uh, Fire and Police Olympics down in San Diego last year. And we met some guys from Las Vegas, and they're like, hey, we actually have a pig bowl out here now as well against oh, firefighters in, in Las Vegas. You oh, know, nice. so it's something that these uh, other organizations and other departments across the entire nation are doing now and raising money for people. So, Well, and you were, you were uh, telling a story off the air that I had, I had never heard. So you're responsible for this expansion to help all these charities across the country. But the pig bowl played a role. I don't know how big a role. Maybe you can expand on that, Brian, of the Sacramento Kings winding up in Sacramento. Yes. So uh, I did another interview with another gentleman. And he did the research, so he came up and he actually showed us where um, back in the day, they weren't sure if there was a professional team that could sustain itself out here, you know, being a smaller area in comparison to like L.A. and San Francisco. Well, after the Pig Bowl started and they saw that we were able to fill up an entire stadium and people were coming out and really had the, the you know, the urge and the, and the desire for a team here, they were like, okay, well, this could work. Wow. And then henceforth, you kind of look a little forward from there, and here's Sacramento Kings are. That's a big wow. deal. So, yeah. by the way, I do love because uh, Officer Pat, who's our uh, security chief, is on the air. So, so we 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 we're getting variety of emails, including people who want to ask cop questions, like, "How did you do that? How did this?" We're not doing that today. We're here to talk about the Pig Bowl, <laughs> which is this Saturday, guns and hoses. How do I get out of that warrant? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. It was my. And the CHP oh. slowed down, pulled me over. How is he so far ahead of me? I'm like, shut oh, up, Lord. dude. Uh, but we did get a nice uh. one from uh, Jason who said, Officer Pat was so cool at the 2023 Brina Palooza at South 40 in Reno. He's big and strong like a bear. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pat's, uh, Pat's our chief uh, when we go out to uh, <laughs> see public events. Uh, so it's uh, it's this Saturday. Uh, when's when's the uh, kids' safety fair? It starts at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Uh, and how, by the way, how much are tickets? We should mention ten bucks. Ten bucks each, yeah. all across the board. Across the board. Okay. Um, and then the game actually starts at one o'clock. Is there is there is there, and the pregame's at what twelve thirty? Or is and there is there one this yeah, year? Yeah, there there is. There's, they're so, inducting Hall of Fame and correct. So the way it's going to work is eleven o'clock is going to be the safety fair. We're going to go ahead and do that part, right? So cars. And that's just walking around and, and, and having fun. Correct. Is there food and stuff there? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's food trucks. Food trucks. Uh, there's a beer garden out there. Alcohol. There's going to be all that good jazz, right? Um, <laughs> oh, go I was going to say, you can tailgate out there, right? <laughs> or, or, no, actually, believe it or not. So last year, oh, we actually yeah. had people who tailgated for almost like two days. They came out. Wow. There, they camped out. There's, <laughs> uh, there's actually camping in the parking garage. Yeah, they, have, yeah. they have spots for camping. So uh-huh. people so, are in tonight. So families Aww. come out and do it all the time. Um, but then, so safety fair. We do an honoring of the fallen. So this year, I know we're going to honor uh, Oakland PD officer Tom Lee, who lost his life in the line of duty. And then they're um, 
also after that. So we have to, what is it, the 500 Battalion or something like that, I think? It's like a Star Wars theme. Uh, yeah, and the it only Lucas-endorsed Star yeah. Wars impersonators. <laughs> so little R2-D2 comes oh. out, and these guys go marching around. Darth Vader and yeah. Stormtroopers. It's actually they're, really they're, cool. It's kind of oh cool. Oh, my God, it kids got to love that. They do. They oh love it a lot. Oh, my gosh. And then kickoff gives off at 1 o'clock, and then from there we're just, you know. Then there's the flyover and. Jeez. It's, there's all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. There's uh, do a flyover? Oh. Yeah. Actually, this year, I believe we actually are supposed to be having jets come out. Oh, damn. So, jets are coming the out. Legacy's and, long. Oh, Our current yeah. sheriff, Cooper, played in this yeah. game. For many so, years. I mean, so. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's it's so a big incredible. thing. It's really big for us. Uh, so, that's all this Saturday uh, at uh, at Hughes Stadium. Uh, pigbowl.org uh, is the website. Or you can just, you can just show up. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the capacity of Hughes? That's 30. It's like 32, I think. 32? No, I don't think it's that big. No? Nope. It's like 17,000. 17,000. Either way. Yeah, either way. That's a lot. Probably more than <laughs> will show up. Sure. I would love to fill it. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mention it because it, it's the sort of thing where somebody might be, you know, thinking, oh, maybe, maybe. So when it's Saturday morning, I don't want them thinking, well, there won't be any seats. There, there most likely oh, there will, will be. be there will oh, be we've we've yeah. never turned anybody away. We've yeah. never been in that position no. either. And for some reason, I don't know why the gods always smile down on Pig Bowl. Great weather. Yeah, it looks yeah. like again. I was I was checking the weather <laughs> yep. yesterday. I was like, wow, they're gonna have a great weather. Have you ever played in the rain or the mud that you remember? I have not. I've I joined in uh, twelve. I have not played in the rain. What what position? See, that did, seems like it'd be fun. Did you play when you played? <laughs> uh, left out. <laughs> Defensive end. Uh, by the way, uh, we got a note here from uh, Miranda who says, uh, "God damn it, Rob! I was driving to work, and as soon as Officer Pat's name was mentioned, my mind wandered to the." Hugs from Brian Palooza. Oh my God! And then on to fun, exciting <laughs> thoughts of those arms wrapped around me, and other yummy things happening inside of me. Oh, oh, oh my God! Only Lord. to realize I missed my exit by over a mile, and I had to make a U-turn. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Good thing I noticed when I did, because that would have been fun trying to explain how the radio distracted me if I had been late. Well, good. I'm glad you uh, pulled it together. Uh, and you're welcome. Uh, Miranda, how about yes. if you got pulled over? Explain that. <laughs> and then she would have emailed me and said, "How did this happen? And can Pat can Pat?" Get me out of this ticket kind of thing. <laughs> um, so what are we forgetting here, Pat? Uh, we got we got we got food. We got all the fun for the kids that Brian described. The pregame. We got the game. What? Okay. What happens after the game? You said you guys all come together. Is that it? The game's over, and then the spectators go home. And <laughs> that's and, when the overindulgence of uh, adult <laughs> beverages usually kick in. That's where in you guys. Lot. That's it. You let. Oh, you do it in so, the parking lot? Yeah. Oh. So. As he said, and we both have stated, right, we are out there sacrificing our bodies for this. It's a great cause. However, our bodies need to recover, and the best way of recovery is Numb not, feeling, not feeling the pain. So. <laughs> Numb it up. We try to find ways to, oh, uh, you know. That's a great way to uh, hydrate. Once again, continue to build that camaraderie. It's also yeah. a great way to bring law enforcement and fire closer to the community oh, for the people correct. who come out there. If you walk around the parking lot, you'll see barbecues going. People will hand you a soda and a hot dog and they're just approachable and um it's just a great time great great people it's i will never miss one and so and so during the 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 kids fair that you know before the the actual pregame festivities start cops and firefighters are out there roaming around and you can talk in the community Mm -hmm. absolutely Uh, sheriff's youth services units usually out there and yeah, that's me. <laughs> do do uh do they bring out any of the canines? You know, kids always love that oh, stuff. Canines man. are always oh, out yeah. there, and I usually Amazing. do a uh, a demonstration at halftime where they uh, let one oh, chase one down so and cool. hit the sleeve. Oh, I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. Um, Boy, you got taken down. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> 
See, I, I would also think a, a side effect of all of this is just kind of like helps people see cops as human, <laughs> and as people. I, and, I agree with you, know, you 100%, yeah. and that's the one thing I love about it the most for myself. So as Pat mentioned, I am a part of youth services unit for our department, so we nice. work a lot with kids, right? Thank so we have you. a lot of different programs that we bring in kids from different backgrounds and you know upbringings. And we allow them to volunteer for this, and they see us in a different lighting, right? It's not just oh, a badge bet. and a gun. It's not, oh, you arrested somebody. It's, oh, these are human beings, a part of our communities, and they care about us. So it does. It allows people to see us for who we are as Ugh, people. Love that. So yeah. I know, Pat. We, you and I did a few ride-alongs over the, the from you know the George Floyd incident moving forward, and uh, we were mainly encountering people who were going out of their way to show their support for law enforcement. Um, and I, I gather that those type of individuals are the primary people that show up at this event. Do we know that people who are maybe a little mm, about law enforcement show up and, and you turn them? I mean, I got to believe there's some, like maybe maybe somebody drags a person to the event <laughs> and, and they're like, well, fine, I'll go, but I'm not the biggest fan of cops. And then suddenly they go, oh, wow, it, it, it's a normal person. That may <laughs> occur. I haven't had any personal conversations regarding that or heard any stories regarding that. But, you know, it could be somebody who's on the fence regarding how they feel regarding long runs, but they're a huge sports fan. And they yeah. love seeing that. So they come out and watch the game and or they may, want, may learn. Maybe they want to see the firefighters, like, really yeah. give, hurt you guys or something. And they're like, oh, wait, these cops are kind of cool. Maybe yeah. they just want to come out and see <laughs> True. an officer get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian, speaking of that, how is it on the streets right now for you guys? Um... The, pretty much the same. I mean, you know, um, this is this is the catch, and and this is how I see it when I'm out there. Um, I I come from LA, and my background <laughs> isn't the greatest, right, with my family and whatnot. But um, I I like to feel that a lot. Most people that we come across are not bad people. It's just a bad day, right? People don't call us on their best days when they're having barbecues <laughs> and they're throwing parties, right? <laughs> hey, Deputy Boyd, can you come out and hang out with us today, right? That's not when they call us. They call us when, unfortunately, the bad things are happening. So that's unfortunately when you see us most of the times. But we come across a lot of people. I feel personally that I've, even my suspects and people I've arrested, I'm like, hey, that was a good, that was a good guy. He just, he just made a bad choice today, you know? Oh. So, I mean, I, I the streets are, are the same. People are still going to do what they do. We all are going to make mistakes. We're all human. So. Well, there's a lot of us out here that, that really appreciate you, and a lot more oh, that, that don't yes. get to vocalize it. So thank you guys yeah, so much. Thank you so course, much. For, for appreciate what you, you do. folks as well. Um, by the way, Ron wrote in and said, so happy to hear this made 50 years. Yes, it's the 50th, Pig Bowl. My pops was a kicker for the SAC PD forever. Nice. <laughs> Trying to convince him to go this weekend. Go, cops. Oh. Uh, you said Ron? Yeah. Tell a Ron if you can hear us, man. Uh, you're still listening. Please, please encourage your father to come out. We are trying to get as many people out there that have been a part of the game or are a reason that the game is still going. So let him let him know that we are definitely more than happy to have him out. That's what sunk my teeth into this. So every uh, Pig Bowl game day, there is a players' breakfast that we have to attend, mm -hmm. and all the legacy players come out and cook breakfast for us. So you'll see guys out there in their moth-eaten jerseys <laughs> from 1974. <laughs> um, you know, they're in their 80s, approaching 90s. Oh, um, oh and my it gosh. really get invested in it emotionally. Yeah. And that's that first player breakfast, I was I knew I was hooked for life. When when do you segue to becoming a legacy player, Pat? I I created very little impact. My <laughs> You had to do something important. You had to be an yeah. amazing player. You're the I, face of it. I'm yeah. I'm the voice of it on the Rad Radio Show, and that's about <laughs> All it. All right. Okay, fair okay. enough. I, I, am, I am not that big oh, of a deal. Oh, so humble. Uh, guns and Hoses, Cops and Firefighters, this Saturday, Pig Bowl, 50th Pig Bowl. Uh, the uh, Kids Safety Fair, 11 a.m., walking around the parking lot, all sorts of fun things to do, food trucks, 
cocktails, beverages. Pre-game starts at 12.30 on the field at Hughes Stadium uh, with a few different uh, events there. Game starts at 1. Do you guys do, like, full four quarters and everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Four quarters, 15 minutes? Uh, 12. 12 minutes, yeah. timer, play clock, all that? Yeah, everything. Wow. No, it's... Fully it's padded, full, everything. Full contact. A, welcome to Saturday, college. That's football. why we do it this bye week in between the playoffs so that perfect. you're not home watching it. Uh, so, come uh, here and watch with us. Yeah. Tickets, uh, you can go to pigbowl.org or you can just show up to Hughes Stadium as early as 11 a.m. Although they can show up earlier and you can tailgate. Uh, and when is the parking lot at Hughes Stadium available for people if they want to show up? I think daybreak. Yeah. <laughs> on, on Saturday morning? There'll probably? be people there at yeah. 7, 8 a.m. setting up. Some people have the most elaborate barbecues and tailgate setups. Oh, it's, yeah. pretty, right. it's pretty impressive. Uh, well, oh, yeah. thank you guys so much for coming. We really appreciate it. No, thank it. you. really you appreciate it. And thank you for everything you guys do. Uh, we got to get into uh, Treble Trouble for a pair of tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld at the Reno Event Center on Saturday, April 27th. You get a song clip and a hint. You have to tell us the title of the song and you win. Call our 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the song title, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. You need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Rob, anybody, and Dawn setting the standards since standards were dramatically lowered. This is Rad Radio. Got a couple email responses, RAD at radradio.com. We had uh, Officer Pat and uh, Deputy Boyd from the Sacramento Sheriff's Office in as they get ready for uh, Pig Bowl, the 50th uh, Pig Bowl, Guns and Hoses, Cops versus Firefighters. It is uh, this Saturday at Hughes Stadium. And it starts at 11 a.m. with the Kids Safety Fair. The pregame starts at 12.30. Kickoff's at 1. Sounds like it's going to be a hell of an event this year for the 50th. You got all the uh, the, the kids, they, 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 all the equipment's out there. And then just fun stuff, like I mentioned, the bouncy houses. And then there's there's uh, food trucks. Uh, and uh, cops and firefighters are, are walking around. Sounds amazing for kids. And they play Everybody. a real game. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, Hughes Stadium's on the Freeport uh, Boulevard. All the information is at uh, Pig Bowl. Dot org tickets are just ten bucks. You can get them in advance, uh, or just show up uh, on a Saturday. Kimberly wrote in and said, "When I was a kid, my uncle Mike Murray played in the Pig Bowl on the SAC PD side, and we went every year, and it was a blast. So much fun. Go PD!" Uh, and then uh, 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 Brian Boyd, uh, Deputy Boyd, was uh, when I asked him how it's going out there. He pointed out, you know, we only get called when when bad things are, are happening. You don't you don't call because you're having a barbecue. <laughs> and uh, Ryan said, "Wait, you're telling me that." You can, you guys can come out for a barbecue. This is an option. Next time I have too much brisket, do I just call nine one one? Let's get to uh, trouble, trouble. Trouble, 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 we got a pair of tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld at the Reno Event Center on Saturday, April 27th. Matt, you're caller 18. Good morning. Matt. C- good morning. Matt. Hello. I'm here. Hi, guys. Oh, hi. There you are. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> you are you, that out. Okay, yeah, you ready to go, pumpkin? Oh. <laughs> oh. Nope, Matt, he hung up. Oh. That, that was him hanging up on his own. Good. Good. Crisis averted ahead of time. Oh, it's preemptively. Uh, Jen. Hello. I, I'm here. All right, Jen, Yay! you will guess first because Matt bailed. And uh, Amy, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are looking for a rock song from 2002. Boy, yeah, 
What is the title of that 2002 rock song? Jen. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you seem so surprised. Oh, my word. I was sure I would have it. What about you, Amy? No clue. Okay. Jared Cantrell of Alice in Chains with Angel Eyes. Uh, Seinfeld tickets. We're going to play the pressure cooker at 9 a.m. We got this email from one of our uh, 85 Heidi's. Hey, Heidi. She actually wrote this uh, earlier this morning because we've been going in and out like with the Kelsey brothers talking about men and what is a man. Is it okay to make the, the heart hand and things like that? But it seems appropriate after talking to the two giant cops that were just in here. Uh, Heidi says, since we've been talking about uh, weenie men and, uh, and toxic men this week, I just wanted to remind people there are still good toxic manly men out here. The hub's got a gash on his hand at work yesterday, and instead of cleaning it or putting a Band-Aid on it, which I would have done, he grabbed a giant tube of super glue and filled up the gash. Yes. God. That is the appropriate treatment it for that. It is, and then gosh dang it. immediately went back to doing what he was Ugh. doing. Thank you for that update, Heidi. Uh, if you're watching this on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, bottom of the hour uh, during the commercial break, you're going to get the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? We have a very special guest in the producer's studio this morning. Somebody we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Marla, the dog. Aww. Kyle's dad's dog is here Yay. visiting us today. Yes. And so we'll see uh, We'll see what she can do. Does she have any tricks in store for us? <laughs> she does tricks. I haven't done any tricks with her in a while. I haven't seen her in a minute as well. So Now, Kyle, you were telling me uh, before the show why she's here. Is, is she going to be, is Marla going to be making semi-regular appearances again? <gasps> yeah, she'll be making Yay! semi-regular appearances. The, both the my dad's side, um, him and his woman have jobs. My little brother's got school and a job. So um, Marla needs some company, and I, I came to the rescue and... <laughs> Picked her up, and she's hanging with me for a little while. Mm. When I drove in this morning, you know, my eyes, they aren't what they used to be. And I was like, why is there a really tall man with a dog <laughs> right in front? <laughs> right? And then I was like, I'm like, oh, my God, we haven't seen her in so right, long. Right, the really big guy, Kyle, that would be <laughs> yeah, normal. Yeah. But he, we're just not used to him having no, a dog. Just, yeah. Uh, Brandon, we're used to having a dog, but but Brandon and I are nowhere near the stature of, no, no, of no, no, Kyle. No. So, so yes, do we have a do we have a, a stalker with a dog <laughs> waiting outside of the uh, the Rad Studio? Sorry to scare you, Don. Um, so that's coming up in about twenty minutes on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. We got some entertainment news now. So we live in this fantastic world where we can make movies out of anything. Uh, with the success of Barbie, remember we went over the list of uh, various Mattel products they're going to turn movies into. Somehow they're going to make a movie about Uno or the Rubik's Love Cube or some kind of crap like that. <laughs> so why not? Uh, you can do it with TV, too. A Chuck E. Cheese game show is in the works. What? Okay. Yes. It has to be creepy, though. It ha they have yeah. to use the old animatronics from, like, the early 90s where they look like they're evil. Yes. You, uh... You didn't know you needed this in your life, but you do. Uh, now, it's still pretty early on. There's no word yet on a network or a premiere date. It is being done by the same guys behind Top Chef, so there's a little bit of experience there at least. Uh, we do know that the premise is duos of big kids, you know, us, people over the age of 18. It's ah. not a show for kids. 
uh, will compete in supersized arcade games. Oh, cool. okay. So nice. I, as I understand it, and again, this is all we have very little information. You go, you you aren't partnered with someone. You go on as a team, like maybe husband, wife, uh, co-workers, brother, sister, whatever. And, and the games are things like uh, pinball, air hockey, the Ooh. human claw, <laughs> and the pair who earns the most tickets will get to exchange them for prizes off of a massive version of the Chuck E. Cheese prize wall. That's everything we know. It's a pencil. I, okay. don't, I don't know how anything else works. <laughs> so there's no fighting in the ball pit, giving another kid a black eye Who or knows? a bloody eye? Who knows? Oh, oh. Man, you know when you go to those certain arcades and they're set up that way and there's sometimes a restaurant attached? And you think you have racked up, man. We're going to go in the store afterwards that they'll have there. Oh, you're going to get some good stuff. And it's the aforementioned. Here's an eraser. Mm, Here's a pen. Here's a little fuzzy ball. Finger trap. <laughs> everything Those that little was... airplanes. But everything that was worth... Okay, yeah, you need a billion tickets mm-hmm. for the airplane. Yes, you, you would hope that for a television game show, they win They win real prizes, like actual yeah. things you want to you wanna yeah. play for. But are they prizes like dated back when... I, I guess I'm just dating it because that's when I experienced Chuck E. Cheese. But it would be funny if like they, they use like retro stuff. Oh, you can win a, a uh, an Atari for 50,000 points. I mean, as long as it's something that you would want to compete for. I think yeah, that yeah. that's the element of it that, you know, to get people to actually to go on the show. I mean, Kyle brings up the fights. The fights wouldn't happen between the contestants if you're going to reenact Chuck E. Cheese. It would have to reenact. It would have to happen, like, in the audience, the the family members of the people that are actually playing. Because it's the parents that get in fights at Chuck oh, E. Cheese. Exactly. So we're going to have like have to have, like, an audience cam or whatever to capture them getting angry at each we other. We had Chuck E. Cheese once, and my sister gave a kid a bloody eye in the ball pit. A bloody eye? Yeah. Oof. We were playing around in the tunnels and the tubes and everything. They all connect to the ball pit. And the, I, I there was an older kid. There was the two sets of brothers and then me and my sister. And the younger brother started talking smack to my little sister. And she's five at the time. What does she do? She punches him in the eye. <laughs> and, and Brandon, you're so right. They have to. If they don't include some level of the animatronic characters, oh. it's totally illegitimate. Exactly. It's just it's it's like the movies we were talking about earlier. This is only based on Chuck E. Cheese. It has nothing to do with it. See, I say take a part of Squid Game and take the Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> animatronic character and turn it into a red light, green light thing. <laughs> they cool. do need to look creepy, though. Kind yeah. of hovering over you. Even the but you know they they've modernized the, the they're still creepy. The modern Doesn't version. Matter, yeah. Uh, speaking of game shows, we got this email from Michelle. Hi Michelle. I mentioned that uh, the floor. This is this game show with Rob Lowe on Fox and Hulu, uh, where a, a bunch of contestants are standing on a floor. They're in their own square. The idea is to get as much of the floor to own the floor by eliminating your the people that are connected to you. Um, I guess, and then in the end, you I, the winner gets a quarter of a million dollars. I say I guess because the rules are so convoluted, but the game is fun to play along with in the sense of they, they, you have a category. Each person has their own category. It might be fruits and vegetables, and then you're you're facing off against somebody, and, and you're playing fruits and vegetables. They put up pictures of a, of a fruit, and you have to name it. And so we're playing the shout-out game at home, so it's fun to play along with it that. In terms of strategy and all that, I mentioned we haven't quite figured it out yet. My wife has this whole whiteboard because they throw you a tweet. In the end, I've, uh, I've, I'm already I'm at the point I don't care. I don't care about the strategy. W- whatever. I, what I told my wife is I said I'll care about the strategy when we get down to like the final eight, the last episode. Like, oh, okay, I, I get it. But some of you are writing in and such. Michelle says, I checked out that new game show, The Floor. At first, I was like, how does Rob not understand the rules? Then I kept watching. And during the second episode, I was confused. Like, wait, how did he get his original category back? That, that, that was... Uh, well, I think I figured it out. She says. So remember, you before keeping you come into the show with your category. Okay. I, I, I hello. I'm Rob. My category is uh, stand-up comedians, and then Dawn challenges me. Now Dawn's category is country music, but she's challenging me 
So she's saying, I can I can keep up with Rob and stand up comedians. And so we play and uh I I was challenged by Don, right? It, 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 and, 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 and so we played my category, stand-up comedians. I win. I beat Don. Now I, I inherit Don's category of country. That seems like a punishment. Country music, exactly. Even though you just won. But, but if, if Don wins, because we just played my, my stand-up comedians category, she keeps country music. Okay. So. Oh, oh, all right. No, that's the, that's, that's the punishment, almost. I mean, that's like the chance you take. Yeah, yeah I you guess. get a win, but you gotta know you're gonna end up with this category. Um, and she goes, basically, Michelle comes to the exact same conclusion I did while my wife was whiteboarding this. Every category only gets played once. So however the rules are written, the, you're gonna hear each category by the end of the show. And it, the, my problem with it now is Rob Lowe or, or the producer, they just do a terrible job of explaining it. They just, they don't, they're not doing what, what I, I try to tell people to do all the dumb it down. Make it as dumb. I, even I'm dumb apparently on this show. Do you know what this sounds like? The Friends episode where uh, Joey's going to maybe get a job as a game show host. And it is the most complicated game ever. <laughs> just remember that one? But then they finally get it and they love that it's so complicated. And they're mad when he actually goes and they dumb it down and there's like none of it. Uh, Michelle finishes by saying, I enjoy this show like I enjoy playing your pressure cooker, yelling at the idiot who didn't know what nails were or the person who didn't know what a Labrador retriever looked what? like, you know, from home playing without the pressure. Yeah. Right? Although uh, there's a lot, there were, there was a few where I'm looking at it, and I'm going, I know what that is, but I don't know what it is, and I'm on my sofa. Nails, like a nail you're hitting with a hammer yeah. and fingernails. It was like in the hardware category or tools category. Oh, that would be hard, the tools category. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, we have, uh, we Dawn mainly uh, has talked before, but back when, back when daytime soap operas were oh, a thing. Oh my oh. God, I loved oh. them. This was more prevalent, but it is still prevalent. And it's, it's the the idea that, and there are people who still do this, they watch a show passionately and they believe that the actors are actually their characters. They they, they actually think, you know, pick your show, that, that that they they live like that and they that's that's their life. And and there are endless anecdotal stories from celebrities where people will come up to them on their streets and they on the streets and they treat them like they're their characters. How dare you? Uh, and a 64-year-old grandmother in Massachusetts named Roxanne Doucette was a diehard fan of The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, my God. That's a daytime yes. soap. Oh, okay. it is. Is it still there? It is still there, okay. along with Young and the Restless. And you get Young and the Restless first, whatever your local news is. This is true old people stuff. And then right after, Bold and the Beautiful. It is still around. Uh, soap opera star Thorsten K. That's the that's the real life person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of the bold and the beautiful was texting, sixty four year old Roxanne. Who's this character? No, no one I. knows their names. I, I'm sorry, don't I? I don't have that information. <laughs> yeah, you say it's like it's opposite in the soap world. Um, Who do they play? One message uh, from uh, Thorsten says, "Quote: You have to get rid of your husband, honey. I need you so much." Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, what? Yeah. This this guy from Bold and the Beautiful no is texting this sixty four year old woman. I I don't have the information about how it all started or, or whatever, but you know. Okay. Roxanne responds. Uh, so this is this is not the first text. They've been texting for a while, and Roxanne says she quote needed to do some thinking, end quote, and then she hatched a plan. This is all happening in real life. She told Thorsten quote making an amazing soup, special potion, maybe I can collect life insurance. End quote. Because she tried to poison her husband. Oh, my God. Oh. Because she genuinely believed oh, that this actor 
not the character, but the actor from Bold and the Beautiful, was texting her. Of course, it was actually a scammer. Oh, no. Who was pretending to be Thorsten. Brilliant. What, what, what an awful human she already was. A normal, everyday person who loves their husband is not going to all of a sudden jump to want to kill him. Well, Good yeah, Lord. again, it just, I didn't do that justice. They didn't jump. First, the scammer built up. I'm not saying she's not a terrible yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, Built up trust. However, he made initial contact, right? He, he, now whether, and, and the cops are trying to figure out how did he, did he just stumble into uh, whoever the scammer was into to a fan? And they, they, was it just luck? Was it targeted in any way? Um, and, and nobody knows, by the way, still what the motivation on the scammers, but was it just like, you know, you, you, know, you, you know, Kyle Crassley shouted out, awesome was it just for for giggles right but usually they want, want money i want to right but, well, but yeah. was, is this like i want to watch the world burn kind of thing Ew. or or you know she alluded to the life insurance thing was that the idea get her to get money she gets away with it and then he needs it to yeah, exactly get here because he lost his passport or whatever because yeah, when you go as far as trying to actually kill your spouse you're going to be the oh. one that, that gets taken down not the scammer oh. i i gotta give it to the scammer a little bit just because of his marketing skills because he he found his niche market he he uh he described himself as a person from a soap opera and went after an older lady obviously he's got a target and he has something he knows works <laughs> roxanne's husband uh, did eat the soup he had some kind of medical event but she actually is the one that called 911 so we don't know if she had remorse or if she thought oh well i can't just let him die in front of me he recovered the husband will be oh, fine but it didn't guy. take long for the police to zero in on roxanne who has been charged with attempted murder and in the end she doesn't get her love unclear what kind of soup she made and what she uh, spiked the poison with uh the real thorsten k has not commented and cops uh, obviously are trying to use the phone to track down the scammer well they can do a new storyline there you go the, the real thorsten k has heard the story but eh, i gotta talk to the writers about this don what are the other characters in that soap opera's names we got uh, thorsten and who else well, thorsten's an actor yeah oh, i don't know okay. who he's playing uh, i think there's a brook there's the logans and then there's the uh, foresters that's it they're a fashion house back to uh, something mainstream and popular uh we got an email here from michelle who's uh, talking about uh, the lovers and friends fest in las vegas uh, this may tickets by the way go on sale i believe it's this friday this is all day this is, you know one of the, another one of these festival things they're so popular all day event it is a uh, uh, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the 80s and 90s stars uh janet jackson usher backstreet boys snoop dogg gwen stefani alicia keys lil wayne nas Mary Kay Blige, uh, Nelly uh, Furtado, Ciara, Ludacris, Nelly. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, it's uh, all day, on, uh, one day in uh, May, I, I think it is. Yeah, it's like a, they need a month. 10 a.m. It starts 10 a.m., <laughs> I think it is. Anyways, uh, Michelle, Michelle had an interesting take on this with this festival show because, remember, one of the one of the, headline, the headliners are, uh, are, are officially uh, Janet Jackson, Usher, and the Backstreet Boys. Dang. So Michelle says, I saw the lineup for the Lovers and Friends Fest in Vegas this May. My expectations for Usher's halftime show have now gone way up with the hopes that Usher will bring out some of these friends. Oh. My elder millennial heart would be so happy to see some of these performers make surprise appearances. Now, don't get confused. The, the, the Lovers and Friends thing is in May. 
But what? But oh. where her brain is going is she's saying, "Well, Hush, Usher's a headliner, yeah. so so he can he, he'll call up any uh, one uh, of these and say, well, let's do the the, the Super Bowl halftime show to get attention.' But, and didn't you say that this festival thing is happening in Vegas? In I May. know, not till yeah. May. Yes, but correct. the Super Bowl is in Vegas as well. All correct. Oh. Hello. All correct. Yes. I mean, it's it, because there hasn't been a, the only chatter I've heard, and and it's I do not claim I have any reason to believe it's legitimate, is that Usher's ego is saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't bringing anybody out." Because I've been doing this residency in Vegas and I know how to do it. I'm not claiming that's real because nobody's talking about. It. You know, usually this by this time people are saying who's the who's the star. Either they're saying who is the star going to bring out, or God, I hope they don't bring anybody out. Yeah. There's like no. So that's that's an interesting angle. Would he would he just bring out half a dozen of them Dang. and do something? Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, we got an email here from uh, Ian, uh, and he uh, he attached a. <laughs> Uh, a video that that I that I watch, and and this is kind of sort of uh, entertainment related because it gets into the the sports world. So you remember, well, first Ian wrote, "This absolutely gets under my skin." Uh, play your political games all you want, but stay away from my sports, etc. Okay, you remember a couple years ago there was a real life incident at a NASCAR event uh, where the crowd started chanting um, "F Joe Bro- Joe, F Joe Biden" at the time, and the uh, sports reporter who was doing an interview was after the race. And the, 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 the race car driver who had won, was his first name was Brandon. I don't remember his last name. Um, and whether she was an idiot or whether she was really smart on her feet, because it, it was an overwhelming chant live on TV. She, she says, as she's doing the interview, she, oh, listen to the crowd. They're chanting, let's go, Brandon, when they're saying F Joe Biden. <laughs> and so for a while, let's go, Brandon became a thing. It became code for F Joe Biden. Oh, that's, that's, that's hilarious. That's, uh, <laughs> let's go, Brandon. When I, when I went to a family member's house, uh, like extended family member, um, I had never met this person before, but, you know, I was greeted. I said, oh, hey, my name's Brandon. He's like, oh, let's go, Brandon. Like, just wearing his politics on his sleeve, oh, using no. my name as the catalyst. Oh, it's like, dude, shut up. That's great. So so that became a thing, and, and for a little while, stadiums would chant. Either they would just stay with F. Joe Biden, or they would say they would chant, let's go, Brandon. But let's go, Brandon, you could wear it on TV. If you yeah, wanted to, exactly. like Brandon said, you want to show your politics. Yeah. So what's, what Ian is bothered about is this video that's gone viral from the Lions, the Detroit Lions game uh, this uh, last weekend against the Buccaneers, uh, where it, it, the, the crowd is chanting, is clearly chanting, let's go, Lions. It is, it's audibly easy to tell. Mm-hmm. This particular blogger or video blogger or YouTuber who has a lot of followers reports it as news that oh the chant is back and he plays the he plays the 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 sound of the crowd and what he does is he bleeps the word let's and so it's let's go lions well it bleeps the word let's and he reports they're saying f joe biden because you know let's go lions f joe biden wow. when a whole crowd is doing it in the background with the cadence if you're being told that's what you're hearing, and if you want to believe that's what you're hearing, it's believable. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Ian wrote in, and he said it's just a rant, et cetera. And I only use this instructively because this is barely even the beginning, especially in an election year. Yeah. You are going to get so much of this fake crap, and it's going to infect everything. It's going to infect your sports. It's going to infect I, you. know, you've got to go with the believe nothing. It's like no escape. No, there, and that's what he's really mad about. I think is that there's just no escape. Stay out of my sports, et cetera. Speaking of sports, uh, in about 90 minutes, we'll be doing uh, the Mixed Pick Sportscast on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, on the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM, 890 AM. Now, if you watch us on Rad TV, when this show ends, 
It's just like during the show. The commercial break is playing, and we're getting everything set up, and you can see whatever's going on with Steve. And if I'm in the studio getting ready or whatever during the commercial break. So there were a couple people who noticed something as we were getting ready to start yesterday's show who wrote in. Steven wrote in and said, I believe we just witnessed a great power nap by Steve. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Valerie says, OMG, I love Steve just sitting there dozing. Or maybe he's getting in his zen place for the show. Either way, he made me feel peaceful. So he was just sitting there at his desk and, and, and kind of like, you know, I, I didn't see all of it, yeah. but the email started coming in. Yeah, he just leans back. Crosses his hands over his chest, and just just visibly like passes out. And it, it, but it looks Steve. so comfortable, oh and it, because it's Steve, and he's the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. It's like, oh, yes. so and then sweet. Four minutes later, boom, he's right on it, and we're ready to talk sports. So we'll do that again uh, this morning at 10 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn, the Rob, anybody, and Dawn show. If your New Year's resolution was to stop making poor life choices, what are you doing listening to this show? Welcome back to Rad Radio. We got this email, rad at radradio.com. Uh, if you were watching uh, the uh, Rad TV, the Rad TV during the, uh, the last commercial break, <laughs> instead of the, uh, well, I mean, you did kind of get the sights and sounds of the uh, behind the scenes going on because we had a live Dogwoods Resort canine camp. Oh, do we need a puppy? Kyle's got his dog, Marla, his dad's dog, Marla, with him. Uh, and uh, we uh, featured Marla and Kyle, apparently, during the break. I wasn't able to watch the canine cam, but we got more than a few emails like, leave it to Kyle to be willing to go ahead and eat a dog treat and then seem to really enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the first time he's done it on what, the canine cam. What was this one? So this was a piece of a begging strip. It had been sitting in my laptop <laughs> bag with Marla's dog food from last time she'd been here, so it was a little stale. <laughs> They're oh, not bad. They taste like beef jerky and smoked honey glazed ham with a little bit of clove with it. I, I'll be honest. I, I have always wondered. They, they they smell good. They look good. Uh, and I've always wondered what they do taste like. But they don't taste like bacon. That's just no, that's the marketing it tastes thing. Like, they taste like uh, sweet honey glazed ham, if anything. Now, Brandon, you're shaking your head. You haven't eaten a bacon strip, have you? No, but I would if uh, you know if push came to shove. There was nothing else <laughs> you're, to you're, do. You're stuck out in the wild, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not as adventurous as Kyle, just to be like, mm, yeah, you know what, I want to try it because I've got better snacks to try. But yeah, <laughs> See, power I, to him. I was thinking it was one of those dog treats that you'll you'll list the, the ingredients are listed, and it's basically human food, yeah. like a human could eat it. It's just a put in biscuit form for a dog. But no, not not that product. No, like oh why? Uh, we also got this email uh, from uh, Matt. Hi Matt. Uh, a guy named Ian had uh, written in. And he, he was just ranting, but he he'd stumbled into a YouTuber, an influencer with a lot of followers. Who uh, and I think the reason Ian clicked on it was because he had this thing from the Detroit Lions game this last Sunday. Well, what it was was it was a oh hey look the Lions fans were chanting F Joe Biden and 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 they play the video and they're actually saying let's go Lions you can hear it very clearly you put on the headphones and you it's in the background uh, and they beep let's and then it sounds like like if you're told that what they're saying is F Joe Biden and you're beep go Lions you go beep let's go Joe Biden and, it, and it, it's very easy to do and Ian was mad because it's like okay it, it didn't first of all it didn't even happen I'm not sure that Ian would have been happy if it had happened because his whole point was get out of sports. Yes. And they're not. They're, they're, it's it's too late. Uh. It's everywhere. And it's an election year, and we're going to get this everywhere. And that led Matt to write in and said, you mentioned fake political videos and audio. 
I am not looking forward to everything this year due to the leaps and bounds of artificial intelligence since the last election. I thought the deep fake stuff was bad. Add this into the mix and it'll be much worse. I expect when we when we get to the point where I can't avoid talking about the election, which I hope is after Labor Day, that most of my my, my performance on the show will be saying somebody will write in and I'll I'll read their email and then I'll be I'll respond and go, Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, that didn't happen. This is going to be the endless election of misinformation. I don't mean I don't mean lies like those of us of a certain age are used to where politicians lie. And, and what we usually mean by that is they're saying something they're going to do that we all know they're not really going to do it, but it sounds good. It's red meat, things like that. I, I mean people, some affiliated with the campaign, others just affiliated with their guy or their party or their team who are creating whether it's using uh, deep fakes, whether it's using AI, whether it's using editing, putting these things out there that they hope go viral to get enough people to walk around going, oh, my God, can you believe what Trump said? Oh, my God, look at Joe Biden falling down again, and, and neither one is happening. And that's going to be, unfortunately, the, the state of America come at, by September at least. Uh, okay, so, so first let me start with this. I have never in my life, yeah, presidential, it's never, like, excited me. So I don't want to make it sound like, oh, it otherwise would excite me had it not been. Because all of that, sure. I am just like in such disbelief that it looks like it's going to be those two. Sure does. And I know I'm opening the can of worms because oh, you're also on your sides. They, they, oh, my gosh. Just that's it's devastating. Almost. Oh, my God. These are our choices. 75% of Americans agree with that. You know, three out of four Americans do not want it to be Biden and Trump. Oh, what is happening to us? Oh, my gosh. It's so embarrassing. By the way, when you you report that, when you say that 75% of people don't want it to be Biden versus Trump, uh, we'll we'll take uh, the the Trump side. A Trumpster will say, no, what they mean is they don't want Biden. Or or a, a Democrat will say, no, it just means they're terrified of Trump. No, when you break it out separately. When you just ask, when you ask Republicans and Democrats individually, do you want Trump? Do you want Biden? No, overwhelmingly two thirds or more don't want it. It's it's awful. It is an awful state of affairs. If this is what we're stuck with, it sure does look like it's what we're stuck with. And 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 what 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 bothers me even more, especially because I'm really trying to keep the tone of the show where it needs to be positive, light, because you, you're getting plenty of crap everywhere else. Is it looks like it's very possible it's going to be determined that it's Trump and Biden very very quickly, which means the campaign starts. Which mean and, and now how much people start paying attention, but I mean by March easily we could know it's going to be those two, and, and which first we'll have to go through our depressive state that Dawn's starting to already deal with. Of yes, we're stuck with this, but then that means these stories and these deep fakes, and I, I'm not looking forward to any of it. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to shield you from uh, from as much of it as I can. Because I mean, at least I mean, like so, if you could take your politics out of it, I, I just I truly just try not to go there with Biden because of. I really find it elder abuse at this point. I, you may, whatever, y'all may think I sound extreme, ridiculous. It, it is it is elder abuse and it is hard to watch and it is just so heartbreaking. I don't, whatever you feel about him with his politics, take, set that aside. The way, oh my God, does he not have anyone that cares about him? It's just awful. And the worst news oh, is, oh God, that's starting with Trump now. Uh oh. Trump is, Trump is starting to, there's a few uh, uh, videos that I saw, real videos. Uh, he's starting to kind of stumble around like he's lost. His speeches are not what they were. He is. He is. <coughs> he, he. You can tell. Super. He, he's not. He's not like Biden, but he is cognitively challenged. We got two almost eighty-year-olds, <sighs> and and it's getting sadder and and sadder and and more and more uh, concerning. 
as well. Uh, we got an email here from Alicia uh, many weeks ago. I think it was before the holiday break. Uh, I mentioned that I had gone uh, to a lunch with a Jordan of LMS uh, Garage Doors uh, online at lmsgaragedoors.com. A great maggot, uh, family-owned uh, garage door company uh, in the uh, greater Sacramento area. They do all of the greater Sacramento area throughout Placer, El Dorado County, etc. Um, and we just had a great lunch, great guy. And um, committed to customer service, and, and he we we he had barely he had already been on with us as a advertiser for a couple of weeks, but I hadn't introduced him quote unquote to you, um, and he had already been getting uh, calls from maggots just from hearing me say uh, on the show that that you should, and he was already thrilled, and I, and I wanted to thank you guys uh, for that, and now we have this one from Alicia that says I wanted to send some major love to LMS Garage Doors, we came home from our Caribbean vacation where it was beautiful eighty degree weather, oh. beautiful sunny beaches. Oh. To 45 degrees Sacramento. (laughs) It was midnight. We had an exhausted, unruly three-year-old who we'd been traveling with for 10 hours. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, saints. We bring all of the luggage in through the garage, ready for bed, go to close the garage door, and it won't close. No! Uh I tried three times. The motor is running. The door is not closing. I wanted to cry. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to sleep in the garage. Thankfully, my husband came out and was able to close the door manually. Duh. (laughs) And I thought, I am calling LMS Garage Doors in the morning. They were incredible. Christian came out and told me it would be a less expensive fix than they originally thought. Woo-hoo. Nice. I got a Rad Radio listener discount. Nice. Christian was so friendly and so helpful. We have an old garage door, and he did not pressure me to spend thousands of dollars to replace it. He gave me some tips on things to look out for as the door ages and small fixes they can do to help keep it lasting as long as possible. And when it is time to replace the door, they will have our business. I'm so thankful for the advertisers. It is so awesome, awesome to have trusted resources to turn to when life gives us a poop sandwich. <laughs> and it always does it in those moments. Oh, not like man. it's a great time, right? But it, it's not going to happen on a, th- on a Tuesday afternoon. You got home from work. It's 5 p.m. And you're trying to close the garage door. And, and oh, it doesn't close. And thankfully, you have a man around you who says, no big deal. <laughs> We'll just close it and we'll deal with it tomorrow. You can go call LMS right now. No, it has to happen at midnight with a three-year-old uh, right after you've lugged in all your luggage uh, and 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 you've just you've got the come down from being on vacation and being that's when these things just have to happen. Oh yeah, life's amazing. It's just so great. Uh, so yes, that's lmsgaragedoors.com. Now we got this uh, note from uh, a Kyle. Remember, I have many Kyles. Uh, the Kyle yes. Army is like uh, what, seventeen or something like that. It's growing. Um, so we have. One of our 85 Heidi's wrote in with her, the story of her husband at work yesterday, cut open his hand, um, and of course he did what a real man does. He put super glue on it. God, you guys. And uh, went right back to work. This harkens us back. It was a very short lived feature, which we knew it would be, but there was a, a period there for a couple of weeks where uh, uh, people were writing in and asking Dawn if what they were doing was considered manly to her as a, as a woman who, the, the, the example we started with was, if you go out to dinner, a first date or whatever, to, at, at a steakhouse, and he doesn't order a steak that right oh, away. Hi. And and that just led to a variety of, of various people writing in about things they do or don't do. And, and, and Dawn got to judge whether or not they were, <laughs> were men to the point where, oh. I mean, it was a long enough feature. We had a theme song, the Am I a Man theme song. Am I a man or am I not? Oh, it looks too feminine and I like my men. Toxic. <laughs> it's so judgy. <laughs> So this story is simple and quick. I've been told that sewing is not a manly thing to do. I, however, think every man should know how to sew. Now, he has a follow-up question. Where do you fall on sewing? It's, I'm, 
hello, men in the military learn how to sew. Okay, but what if it's a guy sitting at the sewing machine and he's and he's using a sewing machine to make a blanket? Because that could be sewing too. Okay. Because you're absolutely right. The first thing I thought of was, whoa, 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 my uncle who served in the Navy, he he said that he learned how to sew in the Navy, and, and that's absolutely. how he knows. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But. So I, I, I need more details, right? Like I consider my husband a manly man, but manly men have – lady qualities right or or they'll like something that is deemed uh feminine thank you i was trying not to be like offensive because i don't want to be offensive so, and yet she finds a way all the time yeah so i mean if he's lady like most of the time and he sews okay he's not a man but if you're already a guy's guy and you sit down and you like to sew fine whatever I see this, man. Like, if, if you're wearing a shirt and all of a sudden a button show, falls off of a nice dress shirt and you can sew it back on, not a problem. But if you sit down and you cut out little craft uh, pieces of elephants and then you sew them together and stuff it. Oh, this is a good point. What are you sewing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Not a man. Now, are but you wait. You, you did. You did. Uh... <laughs> You did. I appreciate you adopted my my uh, oh, my, my hypothetical, and you kind of rounded. If you're manly in every other way and you enjoy sewing, uh, yeah. it, it, okay. But I mean, what if it is yes, doilies or but what if it's reptiles, like, elephants? But, what if it's elephants because he's making the blanket for one of their kids? Well, what if it's so not? Sweet and special. Yeah. What if it's because he just likes it? Well, I really need to know more details on okay. his manliness. All right. <laughs> That's why I wanted to pause because I, I knew the whole email. The, I already know what the verdict is. Oh, um, it says, uh, is it still considered to be unmanly if I use the needle and thread to stitch up a cut I receive at work? Or am I just weird? I'm in construction, so cuts are a big part of the gig. Holy cow. Come on. That seems painful, yeah. too. Wait, yeah. He's sewing himself up? Yep. That's what Dear God. How could you not that, know that that is manly? That's beyond You're manly. You're sewing yourself up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the step beyond just pouring super glue on it. It is. I mean, you're performing outpatient surgery on yourself. Good. Right? I mean, what are the, are your, are the construction guys razzing you for that? You, I doubt it. No, you need antibiotics too, okay? I mean, like, that could be dangerous. Yeah. See, that's what that's what makes it manly. Right there on the oh, site. Hey, oh. stitch that up. Are you at least heating up the needle? <laughs> right? Doesn't that get the, yeah. doesn't yeah. sanitize it or something? Sterilizes it. Totally. Yeah. That's it. I'm sure he's taking that. I mean, he might. He might have a blowtorch right there on the on the site. That's what it would be, a blowtorch. Of course. Oh, my gosh. A lady in California named Macy Sutherland just broke the world record for the longest arm hair on a woman. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Which part of the arm? I'll get there. Okay. Oh, well, you, are, you, you're, you're, what are you concerned about? Because it doesn't I, matter what you say. I just need to visualize okay. it because... Yeah, I, I won't try to show busy. Okay. Yeah. I've got I've got hairy arms and they can get long, and so I take my husband's. Um, he's bald, but he'll use clippers, and uh, I will take like the big part and I can like <laughs> trim them because they can get pretty long, mm-hmm. but not like. I don't know, I'm envisioning this, where you said it was like the longest hair. It hasn't been something I could brush. Let's just say that. Yeah, and, and it's it, specifically, it's a hair. She doesn't have like a full Robin oh. Williams-style oh. sleeve of hair. Okay. okay. Well, that's just weird. There's no other hair, and then there's just one? Well, I mean, there's, there's, you know, it, there's typical woman arm hair. But yes, ah, there is yeah. this one rogue hair. I, I'm curious to know how long this hair is, because it eventually, like, hair will break. And so... This person is going out of their way to protect this hair, and what do they do to, to protect this hair and help it grow? Um, so uh, she discovered it 12 years ago as a junior in high school. She's in her late 20s now. Uh, the hair has been accidentally plucked a few times, so she really had to stick with it to, to, 
to break the record. It clocked in last month at seven and a half inches long. How does that happen? Whoa! It's like a piece of head hair. You let you just you 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 very careful with it. Yeah, would you wrap it around your arm? I, should, I don't have any right. care. So can like uh, care concerns. And, and it's on her forearm. It's on her right forearm. And 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 you, you pull it up. It's <laughs> seven and a half inches long. What kind of freak genetics does this lady have? Because I mean, obviously, I've never shaved my arms. Never, not once. And none of them have got seven inches. They all just hang around two. Well, what, she would Maybe say, one. "What's wrong with your hair growth?" Right. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys gotten a long one, Don? Have you gotten a heck of a long one before? No, no. And I, I can have some pretty hairy arms. Well, because but... most of us stop it before it gets out of control. Whatever it is, yeah, whatever the rogue yeah. hair is, we're like, no. But she wanted to break the record. Yeah. So her doctor actually measured it last year, and it was five and a half inches, which would have been good enough for the record. But she wanted to wait a few more months for the official measurement so no one can break her record. And she plans to keep letting hers grow. She's at seven and a half inches. So is this record for just a single hair on a body, or does it have to, like, if somebody wanted to compete against her, could does it have to be an arm hair, yeah, or could I draw out my nose hair no, to see a, which how long it can go? There's a whole category for that. I oh, mean, okay. you know, this, this is Guinness World Records. They make this stuff up. What a thing to want to accomplish. That's funny. So, yeah, it's, it's the arm hair record, and there's a reason she's letting it grow, because she's at seven and a half inches. She wants to beat... The all-time record, because a man has the all-time record. There's the, the category for women, and there's a category for men. <laughs> the record for men was set back in 2017. A guy named David Reed had an arm hair that was eight and a half inches long. Oh, come on, girl. You almost got him beat. And the best part of the story was at the time, he said that he came forward to, quote, impress the ladies. Yeah, you like huh? that? Yeah. You, you think my, If my arm hair is eight and a half inches long, what do you think other things are? You like it rough? I can choke you with it. Lots your teeth with it. Come yeah. here, baby. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> that is what that is what she should do when she when she gets rid of the, the the when she finally lets her arm hair go, she should pull she should pull it out and use it to floss with. And I'm just like stuck on that. There's only one. When I've let myself go Sasquatch all over when my husband and I had a commuter marriage, and sometimes we couldn't see each other for a couple weeks, which was hell. Oh man, boy, could I grow everywhere. Like, well, this seems like I said. This seems to be the, the one that the one. There's just one that that grows faster, and she wanted to nurture it. So she kept all uh, her other arm hair at okay. bay, but she wanted to. But to then it's just this. the one because I've noticed, like I said with mine, they, they all kind of grew at the same speed. Well, you know, to answer both you and and Kyle earlier, you know, it's amazing. Every body is different. Yeah. It is incredible how these things. I, I have a I have a rogue hair that my wife calls my horn. It, it, it's right between my eyes at the top of my at the top of my nose, and it'll it'll grow out, and, and I won't notice it, and it'll grow like out of nowhere. It'll grow, and it'll and and she will. It's like it, she's looking at me, and it wasn't there yesterday, and it's like, babe, your hair is back, your horn is back, and it's like a half inch long all of a sudden. It's yeah, just whoa. one, it's yeah, just yeah. one, and then she'll just reach over and yank it out. Right. But yeah. I wonder what would happen if we let it go. That'd be cool. We're gonna start getting oh. them in all random places. That's what they say. <laughs> I know. Because everything happens to everybody in the no, same no, 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 way. No, 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 I didn't say everybody. So Just say. Annoying. So annoying. Well, I mean, I didn't make it sound like you, it was yeah. going to happen. Yeah, to you me. sure but did. Whatever, I don't take it back. Um, uh, Greg wrote in. We were talking about. So the guy wrote in. He said, "Okay, I, I don't know if sewing's manly, but what if I'm using a, a needle to and, and to uh, stitch up my cut on the construction site?" And and Don was like, "Well, duh." Okay. Uh, Greg says, "Well, I would draw the line at knitting." So a guy who's sitting on the sofa knitting a, a blanket. Hey, you know what? If if 
if some former badass Navy SEAL sniper is going to sit there and knit, he's still a man. Well, sure, he's I a mean, Navy SEAL this, sniper. This, this is the thing that always drove me. Now, this is why I canceled this feature, because Dawn always ruined the fun of it. You can always create a, a, a carve-out, okay? Oh, it has to be this guy. He's a, He's got PTSD, and, and the knitting oh, um, uh, oh, calms him. Right. I yeah. love that. Make your goddamn judgment. You just come uh, home. The guy's not anything. He's just he's just a guy, and he he's just not anything. no. He's he's a, he's an accountant. I don't know. And, and he has some manly qualities, and he has some non. And but he likes to sit there and knit a blanket. It's not manly. I, it's uh, different than sewing. You know, God, to, just say it. To each his own. But I wouldn't want my husband to. Well, but I like to support him with whatever he does. But that would be odd. You know what I would if I came home one day in the years to come, and my husband's doing that. I will know we've reached that point that older women in my life have told me about where some men, they start losing so much testosterone and the women are like, get it back in them because they'll cry more. They'll get more like feminine. And I'd be like, oh, time for a tee shot, man. If you're sitting <laughs> totally. there, this is what's happened. <laughs> just let it go. I'm, just let it go, Rob. Don't get into the whole tee shot thing. Don't, don't well, do I don't know if that's what she get. Don't do it. Don't, I'm just, just saying. There's nothing you can do. Just let it go. Let it go. Don't, don't, don't start getting into. That's just how the progression. Oh, works. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm getting men confused because y'all never confuse women. And guess what? When we get things confused about men, they do billions of dollars of research on it to make sure you're okay. While we're still living in the dark ages of the medical industry. Poo to you and your tee shot. Let, let her go. Let her go. Let her go. Oh let her go. God, just, cry me a river. Just don't, don't bother. Don't, uh, don't bother pointing out that, that that there's nothing we can do. It's just, uh, it's all urban legends. Okay. Whatever. Mm. Uh, let it go. Let it go. Don't, oh, don't. God, or don't let it go. Boo-hoo. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm letting go, not correcting you on the air, because I don't want to deal with all of the all of the emails and all of the crap. I, and, I, and I personally, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined usually to go, actually, none of that is how that works. And, but, and I'm but, saying I don't care. Right, right. Because but, too much time but, is spent on y'all and all your stuff. Well, but it's not working. See, there, there's, it doesn't. And I don't. Oh, and, and it doesn't I, work. No, no, it's, it's all a myth. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all. It's a, oh. yeah, no, it's, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and by the way, we're fine with men are fine with it. We're not, we're not the ones that you are know, concerned. You probably are. Uh, about it. <laughs> so can you, can you knit, Rob? Oh, God. Oh, no, I cannot knit. You can't knit? Oh. No. no. Did, were you ever, like, taught to crochet? or Like, as a little boy yeah. now, sometimes the grandmas come along and they're, yeah. like, wanting you to, like, learn how to do some of this stuff. It was uh, my, my my grandma on my dad's side. I, I was really young, like, eight. And I forget what it is. It's a form of crochet, but it's not. But we knitted a Garfield rug or something oh, together. That's, but, oh, that's oh. sweet. I, you I, still I, have it? No. Oh. Aw. <laughs> no. <laughs> What am I gonna do with a Garfield rug? Well, because it's like a, no, a, a I don't family do that. heirloom that you no. do with your grandma. Yeah. I don't want. I don't keep crap. <laughs> I don't keep crap around in boxes. I don't open it up and look at it and cry. I, no, I don't live like that. When you have friends over, you'd be like, "Hey guys, you want to go see my Garfield rug?" Oh my god! No, but you can hang that stuff up. I've got like yeah. my mother-in-law. She, I think it's needlepoint of this horse, and there's a horseshoe around it, and. You hang it up in your house. No, I don't. I don't hang up a, a goddamn Garfield rug from when I was eight. I'm a grown man, for God's sakes. You could use it as a tablecloth and then have lasagna night with it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good, great. Can't great. have it on Mondays, though. Great. Oh, All right. God, that's great. And we've fallen apart. Let's play the pressure cooker right now for a pair of tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld at the Reno Event Center on Saturday, April 27th. The pressure cooker is our daily trivia game that we play every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. It is trivia. You either know it or you don't. Five right, 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays the pressure cooker. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.
After a nice long holiday break, Rad Radio has one thing to say. When is our next vacation? And now back to the mediocrity that is Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The uh, Mixed Pick Sports Show starts in one hour on Rad TV and members.radradio.com, the Rad app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. And it's, it's so weird doing these two shows in the same day because I experienced the same thing right before this show starts that I'm experiencing now. It's like I'm it's like a, a sci-fi fan. It's like I'm phasing in and out of universes or in and out of timelines. Like if you ever saw the, 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 the series finale of Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, Picard is going from modern day and then suddenly he's in past day and then suddenly he's in future <laughs> day. And, and I mean, I'm getting ready to go back on the air to do this show, but my mind is on NBA. Doc Rivers just got hired, and uh, uh, things we're going to talk about in an hour in the NFL playoffs. Wait a minute, no, 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 no. We got to do the pressure cooker, oh, geez, and we got to talk gosh. about what's being manly. And it's like my brain is like, nah, wait a minute. What do you, you want me to run the last? <laughs> no, no. I, I've, I've considered a variety of options there, and uh, that's none of them. And and. And when I when I prep today's show, right? I couldn't even get that out. Because a sports show, you can't prep a sports show ahead of time. You got, you got. I mean, you can get some things ready, but you got to be in real time. And, and so I get today. So my my schedule now. I get today's show done by five thirty, and then from five thirty to six, I'm prepping the sports show as best I can. But I got to keep an eye on it during our show. And so right before we start Jeez. this show, my mind is full of sports. But then uh-huh. we got to segue over to. Oh no, we're going to talk about hygiene. And and yes, please segue to hygiene. And and, and I do, I do. It's just <laughs> yeah. my brain is like, wait a minute, what you? universe are we in oh, and yeah. i think i have a little bit of control over it <laughs> yeah. uh, we're gonna play the pressure cooker right now we got a pair of tickets to see jerry seinfeld at the reno event center on saturday april 27th caller 18 hello steve Good morning. Morning. Your timer is going to begin when I finish reading the first question, which is true false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right, and then four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And I got to take the first thing you say. So if you say sports, and then you say hygiene, I have to take sports as your answer. Do you have any questions? No. All right. Good luck. True or false? Barbie received the most Oscar nominations. False. Name the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Pass. If you suffer from sinophobia, what are you afraid of? I haven't sinus infections. Name one of the two Obama sisters. Malia. What is Jerry Seinfeld's middle name? George. In the movie Silence of the Lambs, what actor played Hannibal Lecter? Uh, ass. What is the capital city of Oklahoma? Oklahoma City. All right, as long as we start the question before the buzzer, we wait for the answer. That was seven questions. You only need five. Let's see how he did. True or false? Barbie received the most Oscar nominations. He said that is false. Uh, they were announced earlier this week. The most Oscar nominations went to? Oppenheimer? Yes. <laughs> Oppenheimer got 13. Barbie got eight. The big story there is that neither Margot Robbie uh, nor Greta Gerwig were nominated for Barbie. Greta Gerwig is the director. Uh, and, uh, and Margot Robbie, of course, played Barbie. Yeah, she did a great uh, job. What's his name? Was it, is it Gosling or Reynolds? Gosling, Gosling right? yeah. uh, He got nominated. Oh, for, of course he did. Uh, I think he's a supporting actor for playing Ken. And uh, the the another broad got supporting actress. I forget. Oh, oh I hope it was uh, our girl it was that not, we love that's funny. It no? was not. It okay. was not uh, What's Her Name from Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh the other girl that used to be an Ugly Betty. Yes, America Ferreira. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, it, it, Gosling went out and... and 
Look, I, I agree with him. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know how. First of all, Barbie's the only movie that I saw of all of these. I, I don't know how you, you, you nominate Ryan Gosling and America Ferrera and you overlook Margot Robbie, who played yeah, Barbie. She did so good. And, and Greta Gerwig, the director, you know, of course, immediately everybody just has to right away go to making this about uh, is, it, is it sexism or whatever. Well, another broad was nominated for Best Director mm. for, for a different movie that I've, that I've never I, heard of. I, I think it's more that they're, they're nose up over Barbie, and that I, yeah. was going to be it. We're going to do these, and that's it. We can't – if we do director and the lead, we're giving it too much credit. Could be. Right? And you know what? Because oh I, I don't know this. It could also be politics. Maybe they're hated. I mean, this is all inside gross industry stuff. Oh, yeah. They all vote. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's so, so true, too. But, I mean, yeah. either way, that, that's that's the big story there. Uh, he passed. Come on. Yeah. On name the head coach of the Detroit Lions. There's so many things wrong with that. A, he's a man. Yeah. Well, yeah. You should know. Uh, B, we've talked about it endlessly. I mean, hello, Roseanne Soup. Don gave him a nickname. That's how Don remembers that his actual name is Dan Campbell. Right, it, Roseanne, like Dan, the husband from Roseanne, and then Cam and Soup. You know, Campbell, Campbell Soup. So Dan Campbell is the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Uh, they will play this Sunday against the 49ers. See who goes to the Super Bowl from the NFC. If you suffer from sinophobia, what are you afraid of? He said sinus infections. All right. Is it the fear of dogs? It is. Yes. Really. Oh, that's so sad. Widespread among people with autism and sensory or intellectual differences. Oh. And, of course, people that had a scary encounter with a dog, uh, usually in, in their youth. That was I was, it was one of those things way, way, well, when I was a very young adult, he was very judgy about this. Who doesn't like dogs? Well, lots of people because they had horrible experiences. Take out, obviously, people that did, had, have other issues going on. They're on the spectrum whatever. Because they had a horrible experience as a, as, yeah. a, as a child. And I've told the story too many times about uh, my dog Maestro get, helping a friend get over being scared of dogs her entire life. Uh, it, it, which was a pretty impressive and emotional thing to watch a German shepherd take this girl from, oh my God, I can't even be around a dog, to they, they now own a dog. Uh, later, I used to be very judgy about it too. I used to be like, "What kind of person doesn't like a dog?" And not think, did not even think of any of those examples. It was just like, Ugh. but one day when you had said, "No, it's like when the dog doesn't like the person," Bingo. that's when they're. And I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah." And for all those other reasons of why someone might not like the yep. dog, Do Pomeranians yeah. count as dogs. I don't like them. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, now it's different when you don't like specific breeds. I mean, Brandon and I could go to the I Hate Yorkie convention. You're not going to hurt the dog. They're decorative dogs. Um, Name one of the two Obama daughters. He chose Malia. Sasha. Sasha Sasha is the other one. What is Jerry Seinfeld's middle name? At least he said something. George. Kramer? Right? I I was wondering if if Steve was thinking, well, is that why they named the other character George? It's uh, Jerome. His birth name was Jerome Allen Seinfeld. Oh, never heard that. Uh, He passed on uh, in the movie Silence of the Lambs. What actor played Hannibal Lecter? Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, him. And then uh, at the buzzer, uh, what what is the capital city of Oklahoma? He said Oklahoma City. At at that point, I was surprised he even got that. Uh, by the way, Oklahoma City is in the news, and I'm very, I'm very torn on this story, and I'm not going to, ma- I'm not going to make any sense. This is going to be as, as wishy-washy, hypocritical as you ever hear Rob be. This is going to be very Dawn-esque. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City is one of the fastest-growing metropolises in the United States. Fine, good for them. And they've got a, they've got an area called uh, the Bricktown area, which for those of us in the Sacramento area, it's kind of like their Doka 
uh, okay. only they're there, you know, it, it, you know, we've got this midtown area with the Golden One Center and all these uh, fine restaurants and things and that's become a really nice part of rebuilding Sacramento's midtown. Their place is called the Bricktown area, which has become their destination in the city. It's home to the arena of the NBA's uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, which they're going to build a new nine hundred million dollar arena there. They're going to put in their Golden One. Where, so they can bring in their Jeez. major acts there. They've got a minor league baseball team, uh, the Oklahoma City Dodgers, and their stadium is down uh, in, the, in, in that area of Oklahoma City. And now, and this is where, this is where I get totally just, I can't wrap, there, look, there is nothing more American than, than competitively saying, oh, yeah, well, then we'll do it bigger. We'll do it better. And, and that's great. I usually encourage that. But this, just, this doesn't sit right with me. And, and, and I'm not saying we should pass a law or anything like that. No, it's just going to be your opinion. I, I, I just and – I, and I don't even really know why. I don't really know why. That's okay. So, so the, the current tallest building in the United States is one World Trade Center, 1,776 feet, 1776. That feels right to me. Yeah. The tallest building in America should be in New York. I'd allow it in Washington, D.C. Other than that – I, 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 I racked my brain. But specifically because of what that building stands for, for me. Yes. It Whatever. should be the tallest yeah. in 1776, all of that. And I would have thought of it without 9-11. I still believe the World Trade Center should have just been the tallest building in America. Mm-hmm. New York City, Washington, D.C., that's, Oklahoma City is going to build the new tallest building in the United States. And, I, you know, I, I should be going good for them. But why? Why do you think? Money. So- no, I context. know it's always money, but, but I mean, like, I, you don't really mean why, if, if, because it's, it's going to be it's going to be the heart of their Bricktown I, Center. It's right, going to be yes. it's going to be the tallest building in the country. That's a yes. tourist attraction. Yes, I get all of that. But it's going to have residential yes. units, hotels, condos, commercial yes, community of space. Course, right? Yes, but I still go why with them. Like, what what are you doing? They're building like, the tallest a, building in America. Yeah, I know, but you, so, okay, you now have you're convincing one that me. Good. Symbolizes yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, push back. That happened to this country. That this is my my th- yes okay, you, of course you can list all your reasons, but money 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 and yes we're capitalism and I think that that's beautiful and that's awesome and there's a place for it and sometimes there isn't a place for it. Do you know what capitalism also a lot of times requires people to have a heart. This is why America's well I don't know if it still is but it used to be the most giving nation in the world. I hope that still stands because it allows us the freedom to do that and now because of all of that. You, it, there comes a time when you have to set that capitalism aside and go, no, this would just be wrong because of what 9-11 meant and still means. Ridiculous. Thank you, Don. Absurd. Thank you. I am now totally in support of Oklahoma City building <laughs> the tallest building in the United States. It will be 1,907 stories, which references the year in which Oklahoma was admitted to the Union. Oh, huh? God. As the Forty sixth state. Yes, state pride is dumb, but national pride isn't. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Book a flight, baby. (laughs) The minute it's built, I want to be there. In the end, Steve got uh, three right. We got three more chances for you to win the Seinfeld tickets tomorrow morning, eight, uh, 7, 8, 9 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Anybody. 
Welcome to 2024. It's a presidential election year, so good Lord, we're all doomed. Let's just get back to Rad Radio. Uh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com from John. Hey, John. Uh, we talked about a new world record for the longest arm hair on a woman. Woo! According to uh, the Guinness uh, Book of World Records, one hair, one hair. Oh, did man, it. that's great. Uh, just under seven and a half inches. Uh, and she's going to keep growing it because she wants to beat the, the overall record. Uh, a, a man named Dave uh, said it in 2017, and it's eight and a half inches. Hell that's that's yeah. like this long. <laughs> uh, John wrote it and said, I used to have a random hair that grew about two inches above my eyebrows. I used to keep, I used to keep it growing until it got long enough to lick. But every time I got so close, I would wake up and it would be gone. To li- above your eyebrow? That's, that's so funny. weird. Until <laughs> I could lick. Okay. Ew. When my mustache hair gets a little too long, I, I find myself chewing on it yeah. like a goat. <laughs> like just trimming it down. And then it turns into like this nervous little tick. And then what happens is part of my left side of my face ends up having less hair than the right side. So it's all off balance. I got to get, it's, it's a problem. If you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, coming up in about 10 minutes uh, during the commercial break, you're going to get the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. We had uh, Kyle's uh, dad's dog, Marla, is back for the first Yay, time in a while Marla. earlier. What's coming up this time, Brando? We have Tron, the two-year-old golden retriever demanding oh. pets and scratches, and the primary uh, running time of today's canine cam at like three and a half minutes of demanding pets and scratches. Oh, God. And then it finishes up with feline friends, Ripley and Fred, showing off for the camera. Um, we got the, If you have any videos, you can horizontally record them. Email us, rad at radradio.com. Then we got this email, one of the questions. Uh, in the pressure cooker, which we didn't get a winner for Jerry Seinfeld tickets, try again tomorrow morning, 7, 8, 9 a.m., was uh, the capital city of Oklahoma. And uh, he did know it was Oklahoma City, but that wasn't enough to win the tickets. But I, I occasionally weave uh, questions into the, the pressure cooker because the answer allows me to say, oh, hey, look, here's this thing in the news, and I can just, uh, I can just mention it. And I, and I mentioned when I, when I saw the story this morning, I was driving in, I was trying to rattle my brain about why, why would it bother me that Oklahoma City wants to build the, the tallest building in America, it, but it does. And it's not, be, it's not the flyover thing. It's not because oh, – because right. I, 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 I could not think of anywhere initially where the tallest building in America belongs other than either New York or Washington, D.C. in general. And the fact that it is the one – Trade Center, shoot, I forgot the exact name, I'm sorry, uh, the rebuild of the World Trade Center, and it's 1776 stories. It's just, it's just, it feels right. Beautiful. And, and again, I, you know, I wasn't thinking that we should pass some federal law that nobody can build a right. building or anything. <laughs> it, 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 and, and, but the thing that I was conflicted by was, wait a minute, this is America. This is, oh yeah, you build that, we can build it bigger, and capitalism and all that. And, 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 and so, and Oklahoma City wants to build a, a 1,903-story building. <laughs> Right in the heart of uh, Bricktown, which is their 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 vibrant, uh, uh, up and running rebuild of downtown Oklahoma City, uh, I compared it to Doco in in Sacramento, and they're in Midtown. They're way ahead of in terms of they started earlier. They got their arena. They're going to rebuild their arena. They got all the restaurants, and this is going to be like the center of Bricktown. And then fortunately, Dawn went on this rant about how uh, how you know you shouldn't you don't have to do it just because you can do it and blah 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 and, right. and, and it completely turned me I'm compl- I'm totally on board and, and, Boo you and 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 I hope I hope as soon as uh, Oklahoma City uh, breaks ground on theirs that another state says oh yeah well we're gonna go even taller and it's nowhere near New York or or, or Washington DC hmm. because that that is what that's that's just that's just that is that's America to me but uh, this email says this passes me off. 
Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a new word. Yeah, P-O-S-S-E-S. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Uh, I, uh, that, I guess that's the next extension of being pissed. I'm paused because there's all sorts of exclamation points, too. This pauses me off. Uh, I love Bricktown, but no. So apparently this person is Ben. To, oh, okay. Uh, or, yes. Maybe they're writing from Oklahoma. I don't know. Uh, Bricktown has a few super fun bars. There's definitely some history there that you can take in, and you can find some couple of great restaurants. The appeal of Bricktown is that it has history. Some of the streets are still brick, and most of the buildings there are, too. Cool. And now you're going to build a skyscraper? This bugs me. Okay. Well, maybe it'll be of brick. That would be amazing. <laughs> it, yeah. it what I love is that, sh- that, that she's just bothered that they're building it. Not that it's going to be bigger than the World Trade Center. She's bothered about the modernization. It sounds like she could like it if it's brick. Uh, well, yeah, I, 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 there is... I, I don't, take some bricks yeah. from other historical spots uh, there that have brick. They, they may or may not that do that. I, I don't mean to ruin the fun, but I've seen the rendering of the building. It will not be brick. Oh, uh, in so case, it totally doesn't go. In case you really did need to be told that we're not going to build a 1900-story brick building, I just wanted to let everybody know... <laughs> would be hilarious. We're not. Yeah. Uh, that would take... So, oh my God! Well, I, I don't even understand why they're building it. I mean, is there even oh that many God. people in Oklahoma? I mean, uh, it I, sounds like it, it, Brandon. It's how much of this do like I have the to Midwest. answer? You don't. There's not a lot of people there. I imagine it's a lot of. Well, first of south. all, they would take issue it, with Midwest. It, it, they're, the they're the South. Oh, it's yeah. the South. Yeah, they are Southerners. It's, it's next to Texas. Yeah, yeah, but no. it's above it. I, well, that, just because it's above Texas doesn't mean it has not a lot of people in it. Poor Oklahomans. Okay. This is a battle. They think they finally won. Oklahoma City has has almost seven hundred thousand people just living there. <laughs> and, and of course, the point of these things is to drive tourism, and and, and the oh, answer man. to the question again of why they're doing it is money, and, I mean, well, and yeah, always engineering ingenuity. Like it, maybe this is a new type of construction that they're going to be using. So there's like a lot, milestone in that. Did, well, sure, but that wouldn't be the, the heart of the why are we doing it question. That might be down on the list, yes. Yeah. But the heart of the why are they they doing? Did did, did you you might have. Did you say what is gonna be in this yeah. building? Hotels, uh, uh, condos, a casino, oh, wow. um, uh, office a space. Casino. Yeah, I, I mean it's nineteen hundred square goddamn. And there's gonna they're doing it, it's gonna be a cluster. The nineteen hundred square foot. It's nineteen hundred three because that was the year the the Oklahoma City got into or Oklahoma rather. What I say? Square foot. Oh Jesus, nineteen hundred three <laughs> uh, stories. Uh, because in 1903 is when Oklahoma got into the Union. But then there's going to be mini towers like surrounding it. It's going to be this cluster yeah, cool. of, of, of various buildings. So but they Kyle, all interact. Other Southerners that are holding on to, yeah, it's the Midwest. You helped them cheer. Oh, well, good. I haven't been yet, so. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I, I didn't think there was anything out there. I was surprised they even had a basketball team, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. Mm. Let's, uh, let's just go right to when Rob's change. <laughs> Uh, we've had uh, 11 guesses and 11 clues as Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, continues to take us on a word trip, uh, leading you somewhere to figure out where she's going, and then you have to convert that to the actual answer in dollars. So we've, uh, we're, we're ready to give you the 12th clue if somehow you don't get it. But if you know the number, if you figured it out, you will win that amount of money. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's chain. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. If your New Year's resolution was to stop making poor life choices, what are you doing listening to this show? 
Welcome back to Rad Radio. Uh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com uh, from, uh, let me see, do I want to start with this one first? From Cherie. Hi, Cherie. Uh, and it continues the theme uh, throughout my life of uh, women not listening to me or retaining <laughs> things that I say. Apparently, oh, me no. right on the fly answering Kyle uh, when he asked uh, how many people live in Oklahoma City. What well, wasn't good enough? Because uh, I did, I did answer. And of course, that that was all the premise of because Kyle thinks nobody lives there. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, yeah, I imagine it's a state full right. of uh, tumbleweeds mm-hmm. and old school cowboys right. and like saloons. Right, he imagines it's, these things. Yeah. these are all these are all geographical uh, stereotypes of the ne- past. I've never I've, been there. I've been to yeah. Oklahoma, and there yeah. are a lot of old time awesome cowboys. There, yes. there's a lot of those also, in California too. There are yeah. right. They're all over. Yeah. And, and um, what else? Tumbleweeds. Yeah, yeah tumbleweeds like I'm, flat fields. The, the very flat lands, but also sure. hills. Drive, drive 20 miles north to a, have, you know, yeah. into like places like Wheatland, California. Honestly, Oklahoma was so beautiful, and the people were amazing. Anyways, this all came up because they're building the, the world's, uh, the country's rather tallest uh, skyscraper. If you have written in, I apologize. I do keep saying 1,903 stories. It is feet. So I, I apologize for that. Thank you for letting me correct the record. But um, Sharice uh, uh, says, I haven't fact-checked it recently, Kyle, but I think Oklahoma City's population is more than 600,000. Again, I had already said it's just under 700,000. That's not that many people, though. Right. Uh, it's 687,000 people. Of course, Sacramento only has 525,000. Oh, I thought we had 2.2 million. That's okay, what you get so, for wow. thinking. Yeah, how about that? Damn. Mm. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. <laughs> Logan wrote in. <laughs> Kyle, I've been to Oklahoma City, and it is a very big city. It's home of Garth Brooks, the Women's Softball Hall of Fame. I can Ooh. tell you it is very Southern. <laughs> it is uh, very easy to get lost there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Ooh, I mean, that's nothing compared to, like, say, Sacramento with the Railroad Museum. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, woo. I didn't say we were anything special. Okay? All right. Well, we're getting, we're, at least we're getting closer to being reasonable here. The best things in life are free. <laughs> We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. Windrush change. Windrush change. Windrush change. Make your best guess and estimate. The calculation in rough shore of change. Windrush change. Windrush change. God, these clues are insane. All right, uh, we've had uh, 11 guesses uh, so far and 11 clues from uh, Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator who's writing the mega bucket clues. Uh, and uh, you just got to keep going, keep along, keep up with her and see if you figure out where the hell is she taking us. Caller 18 is uh, Corey. Good morning, Corey. Good morning to you. All right, man, if you have somehow figured out what she's up to and you have the right numbers, give it to us and win that amount of money. I'm going to go with uh, $3,504.77. 76 cents at the end there? 77. 77. Where are you? Yeah. Are you on the side of the road? I am outside, kind of by downtown Reno. Okay. Oh. Uh, $3,504.77. <laughs> By the way, it's really none of our business where you are, Corey, but thank you for answering uh, the question. $3,504.77 incorrect. Your 12th clue. Young Simba sings. Oh. Clue number 12. Young Simba sings. What are we doing? Mm, got some uh, big eyeballs in the production room there. We're doing Winrub's yeah. change. 
uh, and we will do it again tomorrow morning uh, at 6.30. The issue of uh, manly behaviors, I mean, this is great. As long as we're doing stereotypes about the South or other places we've never been, why don't we go back to stereotypes about what behavior makes a man a man or not, according to Dawn. Uh, (laughs) Somebody wrote in earlier uh, uh, and started this again. You know, you're not listening to a rerun. It's just, you know, we retread things. Somebody told a story about her, her husband, Heidi, one of our Heidi said, he cut his hand open at work, and he put super glue in it, and I made Damn. the offhand comment, yeah, that's what men do. And then people started writing in, and then sewing came up. And Dawn needed context, you know, and, and it turned out to be a guy on the construction site who, who's sewing his wound. I mean, dear God, you're beyond a man. And we mentioned, I mean, look, just knowing how to sew, that everybody from the military pretty much does. Yeah. Uh, it's just a question of what do they do with it, I think. Uh, Lee wrote in and said, I'm an Army veteran. One of the items issued to you in basic training is a small sewing kit. You must know how to mend your gear if needed in the field. Most guys were new to it. Fortunately, my parents taught me how to sew at the age of five. It's a great life skill. Oh, it is. To know. Boys, you can join Sewing Club in 4-H. John wrote in. <laughs> I mean, hold on. Do we really need a club to learn how to sew? I mean, couldn't, couldn't can't you just learn from your, your mom real YouTube. quick? YouTube. You could, <laughs> right. but... Some of the kids maybe don't have parents that are willing to do that, okay. so it gives them an outlet. Okay. I just to wanted to make the to... point that you yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. You, if we, you could. You're right. We have fewer and fewer involved parents, so that's that's. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean they learned it like so. You know, like you're gonna make clothes or blankets uh, or you know, it's like this see, is beyond sewing yeah. a button on a shirt. That's too much. Right? That's you too know? much sewing knowledge for me as a man. I don't need to know how to do that. <laughs> These are little kids. Well, are you? Or if you're a little kid, you want to learn how to sew? You can go to a Waldorf school. You can forget mathematics uh. and English, and they'll teach you how to sew and knit instead. Says the Waldorf graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, John wrote in and said, uh, "I bet if the Kelsey brothers each sewed, that Dawn would have a different opinion depending on the brother." Well, I would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If, 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 if Jason sews, he's such a man, whatever, uh, sit and sew. Uh, really, again, again, he's sewing a blanket, <laughs> a pink blanket for himself, not for any of his children. Yeah, I mean, he, he I, I don't know, man. He has my heart right now. <laughs> Apparently somebody has your throat, too. <laughs> he is such a dude. We have such a lack of dudes like him that are highlighted, like in the media. And so, yes, he could sit there and sew a pink blanket right now. Absolutely. I would expect his brother... To be making, uh, I don't know, mittens to cook with or something. Okay. That is very Travis. Yes. yes right. And there's a place for him, too. Of course. Uh, all right. The original Kyle wrote in. He, and by original, I mean he's the one that started this by saying, I, I'm told that sewing you know, is, is not manly. And he didn't give us any context on that other than what about if I'm, I'm stitching up my, my wounds on the construction site? So. <laughs> We, we, we were wondering, okay, well, what, what else, or how, and then how do you do that? So he wrote in to uh, give us more information to address a few of the questions. He says, I generally sew to fix buttons or holes in my clothing. Okay. Yeah. says, I've also made costumes for my wife and myself. Oh, what kind of costumes? Oh, like for, for Halloween? Or, or are they like... I, I, Brandon, you ask, and I can't imagine what the answer would be that would make me okay with that. Um, I, I, do you have a degree in theater, too? Sewing costumes. The, this mm. is too much for me personally, but apparently your wife is on board. I I, I hope so. Right? Like, or, or, or is she annoyed? Yeah, or is she you know, going to brunch? Oh, my God, my pussy husband. You know, you oh, think no. he'd be a man because the construction is not working. No, he's knitting me a banana costume. <laughs> Not for any reason. Why we're gonna be a? Uh... There's no reason. He just wants me to wear it around the house, and there's no butt flap in it either, which is really annoying. Not even good at sewing. Oh my God. Um, oh no. So, 
So and then he says that he says the thing that he should say, and I hope he believes it. So I have been teased for sewing, but it's fun to me, so they can all suck it. Good. Oh, good for you. That is ultimately yes. the right answer. This is all for fun, right? Absolutely. Here. As for sterilization, because we were wondering about the construction site, yeah. I do in fact use a blowtorch for the needle, Jesus. and I also use alcohol and iodine to clean myself the needle and the thread. It's a pretty Pretty quick stitch, and then it's back wow. to work on the construction site. <laughs> Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. It's 2024, which is exactly what Rob pays me. $20.24 to read page after page of stupid sentences telling you to listen to this show. I'm literally blinking twice. Please help. And now back to Rad Radio. We got this email from uh, William, and it does have a, it has an LOL on it, so I know he's, uh, he's just helping me along here. We were talking about the, the, the tallest building in America, uh, and, and, and it's going to be in Oklahoma City. Uh, it's going to be 1,903 feet high uh, once it's built. That's the 1903 was the year that uh, Oklahoma was uh, it became part of the United States, and and so no longer will it be uh, what used to be. At, at, at and I was struggling. I was like, what is that? Is that is that one World Trade Center? Uh, is it the the Twin Tower? You know, the Twin Towers. They rebuilt it in 1776 feet high. Uh, and I was struggling for the name. William wrote in and said, it's called the Freedom Tower, Rob. Come on, man. I know. I know. I, 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 <laughs> it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. I, this is what I alluded to earlier. I, I, we get into the 9 a.m. hour, and my mind starts to split. And I go 30% towards the sports show that we're going to be doing in, in 10 minutes, the Mixed Pick Sports Show. Uh, at uh, at 10 a.m. because I, I start thinking, okay, well, I, I'm getting stuff together, last minute things, and it just takes up a little bit too much of my brain space. I won't let it. I won't let it keep happening. I'll get it under wraps. But thank you, yes, freedom power. <laughs> um, and speaking of that, uh, Justin wrote in and said, "Was there a mixed pick sports show yesterday? I can't find it on the membership website." Just Monday show, Brandon. Yeah, so I, I actually wrote back uh, to him just to let him know that yes, there was a show. I did post the video. There was an. Uh, there was a. Uh, a typo at the top of the page, um, but there are multiple places where you can find the day's video. He was looking just right on the top of the homepage on the featured items that just said, you know, mixed picks. And it was the prior day's date. So I have updated that now, but you can also find it in the on-demand section, the uh, mixed picks sports show series page. There's a lot of places you can find it if you can't see it there on and the top can, of the homepage. Sorry, Brandon. You can listen live in about 10 minutes on Rad TV, or you can watch it live there. Uh, listen at members.radradio.com or on the Rad Radio app, or as you're driving around the greater Sacramento area, 104.7 FM and 890 AM. If you're a welfare recipient and you're just waking up to start your busy day, good morning. Here's a recap via emails from allegedly working Americans of what you missed on today's show, Graham. I'm going to do things in a little bit of a different order than those of you are used to that you listen to every day. I'm going to start with our question of the day, which uh, you, if you watch us live on Rad TV during commercial breaks, Brandon puts up a question or the prod room uh, puts up a question and you email in your answers. We save them until the very end of the show so that no one else can participate. It's just a quick couple of quick hit. Quick, oh my God. I gotta do a whole other show. There's just a couple of quick ones I want to touch on, and then I, we gotta go back to a topic that really got a hold of people oh, earlier this morning. So, what was today's question, Brando? What is something you only do when you're bored? Um, uh, Cherie says, "I'm bored. When I'm bored, I read romance thriller novels. What middle-aged woman doesn't love mindless, steamy sex and death traps at the same time? Well, that's what they are. 
Okay. And they're free in any app store. That way you can get a big O and get scared all at the same time while waiting for your number to be called at the DMV. Oh. <laughs> Got a system. Right there in the waiting room? Uh, this is in that chair. She's Phyllis on The Office. She was doing a very specific one from a Brandon who says, when I'm bored, I catch myself turning, tuning into the scene from Shrek 2 with Donkey on the way to Far, Far Away when he starts to pop his lips. I don't know why or how it even even started for me, but I will just start to do it at random times when I get bored. That's fun. Okay. Oh, okay. It's fun to do things with your mouth. Uh, but we got to go back to what we were talking about in the opening segment, hygiene. And uh, things like there was a list from infectious disease experts of all the things we're doing wrong, and they, we did various offshoots of uh, do we do, do we wear socks and things like that. And Brandon, you told a story about a problem you had with your your feet of some of something. Yeah, and I had a point to that story that I just never got to earlier. <laughs> um, but I, I wore these old Vans that had some sort of dirt or or some sort of fungus in there because it spread into my feet because my feet were sweating in in them all summer. And so when I would put on fresh socks. I'd have to change them like a couple of hours later because there were so many blisters on the bottom of my feet yeah. that it would just turn into like this crusty, gooey type of stuff because of all the, the blisters popping on the bottom. It was just, it was horrible. It hurt so bad. So I would have to change my socks multiple times a day so that they, you know, so that you can have dry socks every day. I just don't even know how you walked. Well, I put like one that? front one foot in front of the other. <laughs> Good. Swing my arms. I don't know if Jason's oh. writing about the same thing or not. Maybe you'll know, Brando. He says, Brando, I had the same foot problem when I was younger. Plotter's warts on the bottom of your feet. Athletes get this, I was told, from moisture constantly on your feet. Yeah, that might have been it. And I was also riding motorcycles at the time. So when I when I was riding back and forth to, uh, I was an intern at the radio station at the time. Um, I was riding probably 45 minutes a day in the heat. Ugh. So, Ugh. yeah, it was, uh, it was a thing. Another one on the, the list, uh, infectious disease experts say, oh, my God, you're flushing the toilet with the lid up. Because you know, all the germs that are in the toilet are, are coming up. Which I... Yeah. Fine, but my God, that doesn't address all of the other fecal matter and germs that are floating throughout the air all the time. I can't get, I just cannot wrap my head around it. Well, and me putting the toilet seat down and flushing, my husband doesn't. So there, <laughs> that fecal matter gets out. Uh, but Anthony does it a little bit for a different reason, mostly. He says, my fiance and I flush with the toilet lid down because it, quote, seems quieter when flushing, and we have a toddler. So we try to reduce our noise oh. at nap time and sleep time. That makes Whatever sense. Helps, yeah. Plus, my girl is OCD about the bathroom, and it makes her feel better. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you resist the urge to, to say, you, you realize this is stupid. You, you, maybe maybe you, you understood going in that, that your girl had OCD, and you were going to have to live with crazy things like this. It's impossible for me to resist saying, honey, you realize we're not doing anything to control. The toddler thing, that's different. But the germs thing, I, I can't do See, it. See, now this is starting to freak me out a bit because... What I what I do the majority of the time, you know, with the big one, oh, is come on. I flush while I'm sitting there, and then I wipe. It's like a two parter. No, oh, yeah, that's good. So the fecal matter is right? going right up into your genitals. So I need to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm killing myself. You're killing yourself. Right? Like, I, mean, I don't think you're killing yourself. I think that's a that's, that's a like little overblown. Poisoning myself. Yeah. You can get toxic shock. Right. Yeah. It would take like, it, how it, over. You'd have to live to be 400 years old. <laughs> My God! So on the on the bathroom habits note, we've we've discussed this before. But TJ had a question. He said, "Rob, would you ever do bathroom with food or even a drink in hand?" I do it all the time. Ugh, God no! I, I do it here. I go I go to the break room with my water. I stand there and I'm drinking water. Uh, yes, I've I've eaten while. But that's in the break room. I'm I'm sorry. God, my my mind. I, I'm in the bathroom. I'm 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 standing there do... drinking water while I'm going to the bathroom. No, don't 
drink it. The lid's covered, right? No, it's this. It's it's my open rad radio tumbler. There's no, no lid put the on lid it. Lid on it. You put a lid on it. <laughs> uh, that's not true, Rob. I caught you using the sink one time here. Hey, in in a pinch, all three bathrooms were taken. I mean, I own the building. So, uh, Zachary. Oh, because oh, another one on the list was uh, uh, the infectious disease experts are horrified that we're not cleaning things like our phones. Uh, and when we talked about the the only time we do is like if it's there's a smudge on, yeah. on the screen. But no, they want you to you know get the get the, I mean, the it germs. Yeah, uh, if if you're gonna worry about this crap, it, uh, it makes sense. <laughs> After COVID, they made these things really. These things became super popular. They're basically UV light cases. Mm. So when you put them in, they're supposed to decontaminate your devices. Fantastic. So it's like a little uh, little tub that you put it in, but there's there's no water or anything. It just uses a light to kill all the germs. Jesus. But you got to take your case off all the time, or you can put the case in with it? Um, I imagine you can put both of them in, but if you take the case off, then you can get the whole thing clean, right. and then you yeah, clean yeah, the case. Yeah. Makes sense. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> wow. I, I am so glad so many people have so much time on their hands. Right, that is fantastic. But I mean, don't you at least clean your screen, not for sanitary reasons, but to see it better? I yeah. just covered that earlier. Oh, I said did? we all well, only do it because we oops. can't see. Thanks, Don. Another another time a woman literally doesn't it's hear not, or retain what I say. It's not your fault. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Shoot, half the time I clean my phone, I'll just lick the screen and then ride on my shirt. That answers the question. Zachary says, have you ever been trying to clean off the screen on your phone and you can't get one of those smudges off, so you have to lick it and oh. then wipe it because you don't have any other means to wet it down? And he says, is it just me? Kyle already revealed no. I do it. Absolutely. If I'm just sitting on the sofa, I don't have any tissues or anything. I'm not getting up. So, so if I can't just rub it off with my sleeve, yeah, you lick it. Oh. And then you and then you rub it off again or whatever. Because uh, no. I'm not cleaning it for cleanliness. I don't care that I'm licking all the germs. I'm cleaning it so I can see the porn I'm trying to watch. It's gonna fall off. Um, so uh, if you're gonna watch uh, uh, or listen to Mixed Pick Sports Show, it's coming up in just a few minutes here, uh, wherever you're listening or watching. And for the rest of you, we'll be back tomorrow. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you.